Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, answer, just you forgot to answer. Everybody doesn't deserve to be paid, firstly. I could tell people that straight up. Like, so many people in Boston are, you don't deserve to be paid yet at the end of the day. If somebody pays you, that's a privilege. Just because you make art doesn't mean you deserve to get paid for it. Thank you. And, like, there's a lot more to it, too. It's about what communities. You're, you're pushing your music into and knowing that somebody that's probably uh, in your community that can't afford you, it's, it's about understanding money, understanding financials and understanding who can pay you what and how they can pay you and just be grateful every time somebody cuts you a check. Hey, before we start, because this is part of the clip I'll use, I think there's a lot that everybody can learn from this because Latrell was extremely both introspective and transparent about how he's been able to totally be entrepreneurial as a musician in Boston. Yes, sir. You should definitely watch this. It's mad important. I'm talking, so you <laughs> should definitely watch it. But nah, this is Latrell James here, and this is my golden hour. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted Golden Deer Forest. Season four. So the clap signifies, one sec, maybe it's my headphone. Yeah, it might be the headphones a little bit. I'm, I'm probably in a different one, Okay, that's fine. You're going to class. Yeah, told nice told you, you, he's living a double life. Oh, see you again. Yep. Josh, thank you, bro. Always, bro. So now it's just me and Latrell. Yeah. Locked in. Yeah. But hey, listen, Josh, before I start, you just want to say bye to the camera? Kid's gonna be an all-time engineer. So, I want to give you a proper introduction. So, normally I run the show with the producer, but I kind of like running when no one else is here. But um, when I had started the show, I was like, "Yo, no, would be really dope to get up on the show as Latrell James." That's cool. So, thanks for coming, bro. Appreciate it. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you for having me, bro. Man, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, your manager's on the ball, bro. Yeah. I got a whole team that runs. It's not just one person. It's me, Jess, Kat, and Eric. And um, what what's the name of the the company? Uh, it's called SDCLVE, which okay. is Same Difference Collective. It's just about a bunch of people, you know, from different walks of life that come together for the same purpose. So. You you started that? Yeah, it's kind of just like we just wanted an umbrella for stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like, at some point, people start to look at. All right, I see you or these group of people together all the time, but if you don't have a name to it, then they won't address it as that. So we just put a name with it, and that's all that is. It officializes the cause. Exactly. It's like the stamp of approval. So how did... Oh, also, Latrell's off some body electricity mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit. I'm tired, guys. I, I don't really get how that works, Red Bull sugar-free. Yo, uh... Because isn't the whole thing based on, like, it's supposed to be like a shot of crazy sugar? Nah, because Red Bull has a... What do they call it? Taurine in it. And taurine is really what is the thing that stops you. It's from being like down is like 
the energy comes from the taurine. It has nothing to really do with the sugar side of it. How long have you been doing caffeine? Uh, not a long time, bro. Honestly, it's godsend though. Dude. I low key drank my first coffee in like twenty years. Um, like in the last two weeks. No bullshit. I don't drink coffee like that, bro. It's not really my thing, but now I'm hooked on it again. So, because you like never feel sedated, right? Yeah. You can get don't get caught up in the caffeine addiction though, bro. Um, I'm definitely already there, bro. I'm starting to see the perks of it. <laughs> get more stuff done. I'm gonna crash though. Yeah, well, yeah. What's your tolerance looking like? Still low. Yeah, it's low. Slow, bro. I, uh, I'm deep in this caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> you slamming how many coffees a day? Well, bro? bro, like this morning before you got here, like I, I was a, uh, I work out like early, early in the morning, mm. and I drink like a vicious pre-workout. Mm. Veins popping out of my head like a psycho. Mm. Then I got here, got a quick iced coffee, double shot, mm. and I'll probably have a couple later. Honestly, yeah, you gotta take one of those out of your diet, bro. Do you feel like it? The caffeine ever takes away from your creativity? Nah. It doesn't? Nah. I mean, I don't think that creativity... Like, I always tell people, like, I work really early in the morning. Like you said, you get mm-hmm. up early and work out. Like, I think that's the best time for you to, like, create. What, what's early? Well, for me, like, I think that the best raps happen between 9 and 2 o'clock. And 2 I think, p.m.? Yeah. I think because your brain is fresh, bro. Like, think about it. Like, your whole point of going to sleep is to recharge, right? Mm-hmm. So... Why would you try to be productive after a full work day after 5 p.m. when you use all your creative energy, all your mental energy towards that? So why not get reverse it? Use the creative energy in the morning when your brain's fresh and energized and then go work that crappy job (laughs) from whatever late shift. But there's something about creative spawning in the night, though. You think that's just like placebo? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I think the whole idea of creating music at night, it comes from a certain generation of music, right? So, like, it comes from the Atlanta club scene. It comes from club scene. So people usually make music at night because they're trying to make music that appeases people at night. Like, I think the best stuff happens at night. Like, your brain isn't, like, fully, it's not working at peak form at night. But but doesn't that, isn't that like a window for creativity when you're not as focused and as alert? Or am I just thinking too far into it? Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. You mean like like subconscious creativity, and you're just not as like go go go. Nah, I, but the the thing about it is is like also like think about this like bad news usually gets to you at the end of the day or somewhere middle of the day. You don't get bad news in the morning. Like something could literally alter you. You know how many times people probably woke up with the intentions of creating, and by the time 5 p.m. hit, something happened and they no longer could create. Like, that's why I say you should get up and occupy yourself during that time in the morning. Like, 5 p.m., 5 a.m., get up. So you, go you, work So out. you think humans are happiest in the morning? Absolutely. No way, Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Bro, have you ever seen, been at, you've seen, seen people just be totally grumpy in the morning? Bro, but also think about, it, it depends on your location, though, too, right? So Massachusetts, I believe you're going to be happier in the morning during the fall season because it's dark at 3 p.m. That's a fact. It's like, also getting mad nice out, which is dope. Which is beautiful. Like I you saw the I, blossoms driving up here. It's amazing. Dude, I got crazy allergies, man. I've been hurting for the last couple of days, <laughs> but it's beautiful because like I don't like the barren trees and it's terrible gray skies all the time, and I hate that stuff. So, did you grow up here though? Yeah, born and raised Boston kid. It's weird. Everyone says they hate the winter, but everyone just endures it, bro. I don't hate the winter at all, yo. I think it's needed. I don't think I could live somewhere where I didn't get all the seasons. Like, it, I think it makes me appreciate it way more, too. Like, you know, you, you go to L.A., the sky's always blue. 
24-7, and you get a drop of rain for a couple hours, and then it's blue again. Like, here, I get to see the foliage. I get the—I I know what a winter feels like. It makes you more winter, appreciative. Yeah, I know what a winter is. Like, when you watch Home Alone, people in L.A. don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. <laughs> that's the way I think about it. Like, y'all don't know what Macaulay Culkin was going through in Home Alone. And Donald Trump was a star in Home Alone. How wild. Mm-hmm. Was that Home Alone 2? Was he in Home Alone 2? I think he was. Because Macaulay Culkin was in Trump. He was in Trump place. Oh, we ain't talking about Trump today. Though, no. no politics today. Zero. Politics ain't important. Do you feel like at this age you got you feel like you have to take a stance on things? I've started. So how old are you? Twenty. Twenty nine, bro. Yeah, bro. I like. I'm newly feeling like shit. I feel like I kind of have to take a stance on this stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the most important thing is is just knowing. Like, I always say this. Like, politics is weird because like it's a bunch of people. Money is tied up to people doing the good thing, right? So, like, that's the problem with it all. It's, like, people doing the good thing and and money. And it's, like, all right, cool. I got this money, but can I do the right thing? And, like, they don't know how to make those two intersect. So that's why we always have torn up schools. Like, the people who get in position of power don't actually use their power to flex or use, you know, just take risk at the end of the day. It's 2019 turning 2020. We got to take more risk in any place that we are. And I I hope politicians start doing that because Trump was fucking radical as fuck. He, just, he pumped a lot of stress into the country. Like, I felt about it, bro. But he also pulled back like a lot of like uh, blanketed racism. He also pulled back a lot of like he took. Big, there were some dubs. He definitely got some dubs, bro. Yeah, he pulled back some bigotry that a lot of people didn't know that was going on in this country. So like, I mean, like as bad as it is that he's in office, it's good to expose you know the weeds so you can get rid of them the next term. Maybe you should run, bro. Nah, I'm good. I don't want nothing to do with politics. I don't like politics and music. I don't like politics and business. I don't like politics and anything because it divides people. But what's interesting to me when you say that, so like normally when I, I've been trying to do more preparation for when guests come up because I feel like the conversation runs a little more smoothly. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I feel like I could just probably listen to your music and get a better sense of your mindset. I feel like you have a lot of socioeconomic like themes though, don't you? Man, I just like to talk about what's right and what's wrong. Am I, am I right in saying that, though? No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, I just like to talk about what's right and what's wrong in my music. Like, it's my world, and I try to invite people into that. And the way I look at it is, like, if I could speak, like, not everything I'm going to say is right, and not everything I'm going to do is right, right? But, like, it, it's my opinion. And, like, you know, I, I believe I come from a family with, like, great values and morals, right? So, like, I'm just trying to instill that to somebody else. Maybe that sparks the next person. And they're like, you know what? Yo, Latrell said this. Maybe if I implement this into my life, I can do something big, too. So, like, Well, there's something about it where it's like, yo, you're talking about all this terrible shit sometimes, but it's like you there's, like, a positive undertone to it. Absolutely. I mean, because that's the truth, mm-hmm. right? So that's the craziest thing, right? That's what the truth is, right? Even if it hurts you, it's the truth, right? So, like, there's not... I think that's the biggest thing about it. Music is supposed to... It can either be your escape or it can be the fucking open into a portal to a world that you don't know of, right? So, like, I try to balance in between that. I'm trying to give you that escape, but also tell you, like, yo, while you escaping, you know, there's all this terrible stuff happening. I know. That was one thing Thoughts was up here and, like, we were talking about, but... Do you, I caught part of his interview too. I didn't even see it all yet, but yeah, he's, he's like mad, mad passionate. Now I seen I watched like twenty twenty five minutes of it. How do you enjoy it? Absolutely, I watch all your stuff, bro. Thank you, bro. I'm it, always tuned in. I'm always tuned in, man. Anything from the city, I'm supporting. So I'm trying to be. That that's one thing I've had trouble with is like 
as as you know, like you have to you want to grow things, but I just want to do it out of like positive intention, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. But it's tough in a media space, bro. I mean, yo, at the end of the day, like I think just know that, you know, everybody's not going to like you, everybody's not going to love you, and everything ain't for everybody. Everything isn't for everybody. I think that's the best way to look at it. Like your stuff's going to grow, Golden Deer's going to grow, but like Yo, just, just enjoy the journey, bro. I'm telling you because, like, when it, whatever it grows into, just remember all the steps that it took to get there because, like, that's the most important part. Does do you feel that way? Like, do you feel like you're you're self analyzing a lot, like how your career's grown? Because mm, you of all people, bro, it seems like in Boston, like you've seen every wave of music. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen every wave. I know I contributed to every wave of music. For sure. Like, that's why I, I think that's the most important part. I think I try to hold my peers to the same standard. It's just contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I'm, again, like I've been reading this book. It's very important. I tell people all the time, someone else's success is, is just as good for you as it is for them especially here so like i try to support as much as i can like you ain't always got to be on the album rapping to support it you ain't always got to be doing the cover artwork to support it you ain't got to produce for it to support it sometimes support is just showing up without posting a flyer online saying you pulling up like just pull up pay your ticket price stop trying to get a plus one simple stuff like that like i just believe in support bro like you don't you don't think there's enough of it nah i think it's beautiful right now i think the support is amazing in massachusetts and like Again, like, I've seen, like, again, like, I used to host the open mic here. Like, I was trying to put people in position. I was putting homies in position to get paid off of a job I picked up just because I was like, yo, I see a void. Let me see if I can get some homies on stage headlining and pay for shows. Where, where's this? We used to do it at Wonder Bar. That was, that was before, again, like, and then we do, I used to throw shows, too, with uh, a few other people, me, Jess, Eric, and um, someone named Lindsay. We used to throw shows at um, the Lily Pad called the plug we did a whole year of shows and was my guy gil there the bald dude nah nah, nah you know nah, you know he lives above the spot no i'm right? not i know i'm fully aware i'm fully aware he wasn't there during that time like he i think he was there during the time but we was dealing with someone else um but we used to throw shows there too where we brought out artists from different states and then paired them up with massachusetts headlines mm-hmm. and we was paying money for it like we were trying to show people like yeah, you can pay people and still make money in it like i don't know well, that, that was one thing we talked about on the way in, bro, is, like, you are one of few people in the city that can do music full-time. I know, and I, I'm sure, like, invites a level of, a, of stress, right? It's like, yo, you're fully on your own, mm-hmm. but it is fire. Yeah, I mean, the freedom is beautiful. The, the ability to wake up and create whenever you want. Again, I'm a morning creator, and most jobs require you to get up and work. Again, your peak, the peak you, your peak human is forced to work nine to five and then the lesser you is forced to go work on your 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 passions from five to whenever and you might have to take a bus so let's subtract the hour you might have to cook dinner let's take 45 minutes out of that so you might want to watch game of thrones so like you watched last night no nah, i don't even watch game of thrones and that's a different story but we'll get into <laughs> you'd that. love it bro i probably would but i don't know if i can invest my time into something like that right now you get what i'm saying yeah. like it's kind of like watching bleach like if you watch anime i'm not gonna sit here and watch one piece like i'm too far behind to catch up on any of these joints that's so a like fact. i let it go let it be what it is make sure you don't expose yourself to any of the spoilers though bro because because there will be a time where you're like you know what bro i'm just gonna like digest for two weeks and let me get invested and you're <laughs> bang it out no i believe it yo because you know I'm, I'm fully like i see i know people who watch it they put me on it's just like uh yeah i just can't commit to it right now mm-hmm. when i do i will but um 
That's the most important thing. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Nah, we ain't watching that stuff. What's <laughs> the NBA playoffs, boy? Like, what are we talking about? Hey, the Celtics are nasty. What? Yo, again, yo, everybody called me crazy. Everybody know who I'm talking about, too. They said, I told them Lake is not making the playoffs. Clippers are better. Sacramento's better. Everybody laughed at me. Playoffs came around. Lake is not in the playoffs, as I What's said. What's the East looking like, though? C's going. C's going to take the Bucks in six. We can't beat them in seven. I'll be real. Uh, bro. We have to take them a in knock six. Knock on wood, bro. <laughs> nah, I ain't knocking on wood. I got the confidence in the y- team. You know for a figgity. Yo, so we have to win in six, bro. If it's seven, I don't know how that works. You Okay, and they, are they going to win? They're going to win the East? Yeah, that's, bro, Philly is light work, bro. That is the lightest team on the East Coast, bro. That's the imposter roster. I don't know, bro. You fear Philly? Philly is well, weak. Well, no, I just feel, it's, I fear the Celtics' consistency, bro. Like, ah, man. You see it, Hayward playing, bro? It's been like this, though, you know? Nah, bro. Like, I've seen, like, literally, I've watched his last, like, three weeks. Yo, he's been playing downhill. Which is totally different than the way he's played all year. Like, he's literally, everything he took before was a jump shot. Elaborate. Jump downhill. Downhill. So, like, you see him tuck his shoulder. Rack. Tuck his shoulder. Like, that's Hayward from Utah. This whole Hayward, we haven't seen him drive all year. He's just, yeah, he's been pulling up from deep, right? And, but then, I seen him, we watched the game yesterday. Uh, he got Miles Turner on him on the switch. He pulled the ball back out. Straight drive. Got him one time on the layup, right? Got dude, fouled. Dude's really him. inspiring you, huh? Listen, man, yo, bro, I'm, he's, a, I, he's I, a baller. Bro. I watch ball, bro. Like that's that's my thing, right? So, and then you catch him again. He catch Miles Turner on the ISO again. What does he do? Has he freeze pull up three splash? Was just like, all right, cool. He started to look like G Hayward again. So, I don't know if a team could take us. I don't see if uh, Milwaukee gets back Brogdon. Yeah, if not, we got them in six. They're exciting though, and I feel a little obligated because you know the Bucks are a deer, bro. So it's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I mean, Giannis, it's a win-win. Giannis, the best player in the NBA right now. I ain't even gonna question that. And speaking of positivity, that dude is the most positive dude of all time, bro. Yo, he is. But yo, one thing about Giannis I really do love, yo, is like, yo, it's like, cool, yo, this is my job, this is my sport. I'm a bust your ass, and like, that's his mentality. Like, he got no friends in the off season. He work out by himself, so he knows with that mentality. I'm coming in to take people out. Like, he has no prisoners, man. No prisoners, bro. And, we don't and, like that for the upcoming series, though, bro. I'm cool with that, man. Al Horford got him. Al Horford, Simi Ojale. They're going to throw a little Robert Williamson on him. Uh, Williams on him. We'll see. We'll see. I think we straight. When you did all the the music for the Celtics, we're like, yo, bro, this is fire. Uh, yeah, that was a cool little <laughs> That's opportunity. so dope, dude. Legit, I had that beat sitting on my computer for years, bro. Um, and... I feel like you're doing, you just do, like, an amazing job networking, bro, honestly. Yo, that's the team, bro. It's not just me, man. Like, there's people always behind the scenes reaching out to people, building relationships. We all attend different uh, functions. You know, like, Eric could go hit the no-label things that happen at Harvard so he can build relationships. I'll go hit a different event. Jessa hit a different event. Kat hit a different event. So it's, we're always just bringing back in resources. So, like, that's how those opportunities happen. But that one particularly – um, me getting with gratitude sounds just Jess uh, researching and reached out and then we set up a, re- a meeting with Brian that led to the Cheerios and the Celtic situation so sometimes you just gotta reach out how so in terms of Boston music bro you're probably one of the most successful I mean I hope not sheesh <laughs> but it's the truth though you know that right I don't know that for real bro. I, I would really hope not because I, I got want, a pretty good scope of what's going on man I want people to be way more than what I am man I'm just I'm just Latrell James figuring it out every day but you've but on like a a networking tip and like a 
like a positivity tip and like a branding tip, bro. You just like fucking above and beyond most of the stuff that's going on. Shout out to you, bro. I, mean, I, I appreciate the compliments. I don't feel like that, bro, because I feel like I'm in the trenches every day, bro. Like you're, you feel like you're still hustling. Yeah, bro. Absolutely, bro. And when that, if I ever feel like that, that hustle and that passion goes away, I'll, I'll probably step away from it, bro. Like, nah, I don't feel like I've done enough yet. You do and, all the Sonics yourself? Nah, I mean I produce a ton, um, but like again, I get people to help out. Lightfoot uh, mixed and uh, mastered. Uh, this project I'm gonna have coming out, he makes and mastered a project that I don't even, I'm not even planning on putting out, which is crazy, right? Um, Whoa! Have a whole album that I ain't putting out, but that's a different story. What's uh, the point of it if you're not gonna put it out? You it'll, just, it'll, it'll listen find, in your room alone. Nah, it's gonna find its way. I'm a Nipsey hustle to folks, yo. I'm a, I'm gonna charge an astronomical price for That'd this. That'd be project. fire. Nah, it's I'll legit. buy it. I'll got, buy it for a Benji. I got <laughs> see, see, say, oh, I'm gonna hold you to that too. I got, I got it for real. Is I got it a physical, physical copy. Yeah, it's a physical, bro. How many did you produce? I, I'll let you know about that out here. <laughs> <laughs> Entrepreneurial. Yo, yeah, we trying to do it a little different, bro. Like again, like we're so far away from the physical sales in today's era of music. Like I'm that, trying to change it up a little bit. Then it might, yeah, it might stick out, right? Absolutely. I mean, and, and if it's if they're short runs, bro. Like, listen, man. Nike does it every friggin' release. Whatever sneaker company does it every release. Everybody knows limitations mean people are gonna drool over it. So, you limit something. Oh, it's exclusive. I got to get my hands on it. That's what you do. How do you navigate that though? In Wait, terms of like, you want you want your music to have access to everybody, though, right? Is that the goal? Yeah. So like, the cool thing about it is like, um, I've been putting out like some of these songs from this album that's never coming out or on different platforms, right? So like, I know the folks over at Isotope, and like, I gave them an exclusive song with all the stems to it for people to learn how to mix and master to. That's fire. So people literally hit me up every day on Twitter, like Yo Latrell, what's this song called? I need, I need this these songs. I'm like, yo, the song's never coming out, but I'll send you a private link to it. So, like, I'm building rapport with people on a more personal level, like, than anything. The music could be out and accessible, but, like, I just put out track phone, right? Loved it, man. I just, thank you, bro. I just put out track phone, but at the same time, I got this exclusive song on Isotope's page with 300,000 people watching it with stems. So, they have my voice, my production, everything right there. And then they're sending me their mixed versions of it. Like, I'm building the relationships in ways that, like, the average artist can't. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, how do I build beyond just being a rapper? And, like, that's what it is. And, like, again, giving somebody something exclusive makes them feel really special. Have you noticed that's kind of like a blessing that you're able to to actually make connections with the people listening to your music? Because I feel like there's probably a handful of artists that I know that can actually do that and be personable at the same time. Super important, man. I think... Uh I think just, Does that make sense what I said? Absolutely. I think that that's the most important thing. I think when I see people not engaging with people or their fans or like uh just finding new ways to entertain them like it's, it's their feeling at the end of the day like you're supposed to give them everything like you don't cater to you don't work this hard to get to a label you work this hard to build your fan base because mm-hmm. that's what sustains you at the end of the day when they they eat up everything that's what sustained you, you right yeah bro you that you you they eat off of that bro like so if you put out merch they buy that if you put out a song they run that up for you like that's what you want you don't need a label to do it for you if you got the people where does like social media play into that though because <laughs> i hate social media but i know we we're talking about this too bro it's just like I've been thinking, like, yo, if you are a total self-starter now, can you do it without putting out excess content? Is that, is that, can you navigate that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, what's excess to you? 
I feel like there's an there's a pressure for people who are trying to come up to consistently put shit out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nah, you don't need to consistently put stuff out. I think that's that's. I mean, there's multiple ways of actually growing your fan base. You can keep feeding them as long as it's quality, right? Like people go back to Chipotle every day because they feel it's quality and it's. I'm good. I'm there daily. See? Okay, cool. So like, you can feed them. Cut or, that check, cousin. Or you can be a really like high priced meal, like a, a Ruth's Chris, right? And and have something that people desire month to month. Or you can even drag it out further. People look forward to Thanksgiving dinner once a year, right? It's so you can be their Thanksgiving dinner. You can be their Ruth's Chris. You can be their McDonald's. Or you can be their Chipotle. It's all about how you approach it and how you want to grow your fan base. Like, But let's say, like, <laughs> yo, Latrell, you're just trying to get that Ruth's Chris once a month. Then how do you get fed if you're only dropping once a month? You feel me? Yeah, so, like, I think... Firstly, you should never depend on streams to eat because that's stupid. It's like two million streams to get you two thousand dollars. It's a show money, right? Yeah, like it's not even just show money. It's it's merch money. It's all of those things. It's part brand partnerships. It's uh, again like teaming up with somebody like Isotope. Like again, they use your music. They license your music. Licensing your music to commercials. Licensing your music Isotope to video. Is, is it an app? Uh, no, nah, it's a it's a music software. So like they do like mastering, like mastering software. They have like. Uh, something called vocal synth, which is a way to like treat your vocals, like I Z O, I Z O T O P E. Um, they're based in Cambridge, so like, and they're one of the most like prestigious like um software companies. So like, gotta utilize what's in your backyard. I don't think a lot of artists here do that enough. So well, I don't think they know there's a, there's access to resources like this. Nah, they. Sh- I mean, I mean, you know, like, but. I mean, I think that just comes with you doing research on where you're from. Like, if you do music and Again, everybody's, I guess, in their own house with their home studio, right? You can take what you got or you can look for more, right? And that's the difference between somebody who really wants it. person that really wants it is going to seek beyond what they have already. The person is just, oh, I'll just take what I want. I just got FL Studio. I don't need any more drums. It's crazy. Go find some more drums. Oh, I got FL Studio. I don't need any more mixing. No, you need more stuff. So the way that happened was I'm like, yeah, I need something to mix my songs better. Let me start looking around. I ran into Isotope. And then it's like, oh, I really like their plugins. Where is this company based? You find out, wow, it's right in right my up backyard. The they got Cakewalk here. Uh listen, Akai is based in Providence. Like it's just it's just about knowing your 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 region. I think we do, a lot of artists just don't know their region and don't know how to approach something in those situations. Like you can't just go to a business like, hey, give me something. You gotta have something to offer too. How how did you acquire the business sense though? Was it just like you talk about it a lot in the music. I listen, man. <laughs> I, I mean, business comes. I mean, at the end, if you want to thrive, you got to learn business, right? You need to master it. I don't know if I've mastered it yet either. That's the craziest thing. I'm still learning. But every day by day. day. Yeah, because like again, everything changes every year, especially in music. Like I mean, it might even be six months. Like Spotify, you went from uh, sending your stuff to playlisters to now Spotify allowing you to submit directly through their platform. Right. So like that changes the whole aspect of how things work now. Right. So you got to learn and adjust. Like we went from we went from just posting show flyers to now we got video show flyers. We went from just posting a picture to now you got to have a gift with your artwork now. Like like everything has to be in one culmination, one big package. So like everything's always changing. You always got to adapt. That's why I don't feel like I've mastered anything yet. But when you were starting, was it like, yo, if I'm actually going to do this out of Boston, should I? 
maybe start to understand like leverage in certain situations, what I can offer, what other people can offer me? Or was it like, okay, I'm just going to pick it up as I go? For me, when I started in Boston, um, the first thing I did, now I, I tell every artist to do this, is just to watch, learn, soak up as much game as you can and study, right? Because like, you, you gotta know, you gotta know who's doing what in order for you to find out how you can do it too, right? So like, my first time in Boston, like when I'm in Boston, like all I did was go to shows and I met people face to face. It's the first thing I wanted but to do. But you still knew you were nice on the sticks though. You, you still knew you could make dope music, right? Yeah, of course. But like, you're, you're snaking in. The, the, the approach, <laughs> it wasn't even snakeish. The approach was like, yo, how can I contribute to a community if I don't know the people within it? And I think that's the biggest issue, too. People want to take from something, but not also just know what's there already. Like, And my goal was to know as many people as I could that I thought were dope. So that was from people before me, the Rex, the terminologies, to the people that's behind me too, uh, the, the high-key randoms. I wanted to know all of these people. So it's just like, I think they're dope, so why can't I just support them? And why can't I just genuinely support them without them knowing that I do music? And then I could talk to them about music after that. That's that's mad rare, though. You know that, right? Of course, because we're in a, we're in a culture where everybody just wants to take, 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 and well, not give back. Well, don't you think we're in a society where, like, most people have to be selfishly motivated. And I also think I hate when people act like they're not selfishly motivated because I mean, it's we're, human. We're all selfishly motivated, but I also, like, again, like, I also know that, yo, you, you can help yourself by helping others. For and sure. that's really the biggest thing. Like, a lot of times, like, opportunities come because I just said yes to something, even if I wasn't even getting paid. Like, again, like, sometimes the biggest difference between you doing getting an opportunity is saying, like I gotta, I gotta take a little less cash here, and then that will blossom into something else bigger. Cause you always meet somebody. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm about to attend these 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 workshops about how to put together a show, which I already know how to do. But the whole purpose this week, Thursday and Friday, but the whole purpose. Where's of this? this? Uh, it's not even like open okay. to the public quietly. <laughs> um, but like quietly, <laughs> no, it really isn't. Like I would promote it, but like I can't because it, like the seats filled up. But um. But yeah, I'm going there with just the intention of meeting people. Like I and and the fact that I know that I don't know everything. Like that's that's another mentality too. Is like I don't know everything, so let me go and learn something. Where do you want to throw a show? I don't want to throw a show at all, but like I want to know the people. Like you again, want to know the people who want to throw a show. Exactly. Because those are the people <laughs> that smart will dude, book bro. me 100%. <laughs> exactly. I don't need that. I need you I don't need to put the show together, put my own money up. I need you to pay me to be at the show. That's a fact. Let's throw a mega show. <laughs> I want to I'm I'm going to throw one in the next 6 months big. Where at? We can talk after, man. Uh, cool, 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 <laughs> well, cool, cool. Have you ever thought of like just throwing a massive Latrell James show? Yeah, we're going to do it soon. soon. Well, some, sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, like, again. I feel like that's kind of like the standard for Boston artists. Like, when you can throw, like, a sold-out headlining show, that's like, let's fucking go. Yeah, I mean, again, like, I, I held off because, again, like, I, I also understand the importance of, of spreading and not just, like, hitting one vein all the time. Like, you got to be able to move around. So, like, again... You just don't want to thrive in Boston. You want to be able to thrive in New Bedford. You want to be able to grab people from Worcester. You want to be able to grab people from all over. It's a master plan. I'm starting to see it, man. So when people, people, when it's time to do that headline and show, you starve them for a couple months, and then you send them to that one spot, and they're like, all right, cool. And you put it on a good day. Stop throwing people. Stop making me go to shows on Tuesdays until 12 o'clock at night, because that's crazy with 10 headliners. We're not doing that. Come on. Because people are going to show up, and they're probably going to leave. 
Yeah, so people are going to show up just to see their homies, and by the time it gets to the, the, the headline, people ain't going to be there. That's so what Jeffrey Play was saying, too. It like makes him sick that people do that. Yeah, bro. Like you got, if, if people can't draw like that, then don't book them. And if not, then find a way to make it work a little better. Maybe lower your ticket price. Maybe maybe you got to lower your ticket price until it's time for you to actually you know, raise it and you got better headliners. But like, just you just be smart. Don't make people sit there all day, man. Also, I think a lot of kids in the city that are throwing shows are – and no discredit to anyone doing it because like i understand it's a massive undertaking but you'd rather have more people there than make more money especially in boston perceptions everything sadly would you agree i don't know you're about that bag no it's not money's not money's the least important thing to me um i think the art is the most important thing i think uh your 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 audience being entertained is the second most important thing what about just like bringing together a culmination of people I think that's gotta, just a great feeling, man. Absolutely. It got to be the right, though. I think, again, like, I think the most important part, again, is, like, just taking consideration people's times. Like, if it's a Friday, the show can run late. If it's a Saturday, the show can run late. If it's Monday through Thursday, maybe Thursdays are solid, too. But, like, if it's Monday through Wednesday, try to lessen it up. I did my first headliner show a while back when I put out 12, and um, I knew that I could pull my own numbers. So my whole bill was not people from here. I got Crystal Canes, who was from New York at the time. New York. Where was it? Wonder Bar. Oh, which is twenty one plus, which is crazy, right? So like, I didn't even serve like the eighteen year old crowd that I could have at the time. So you're getting pumped for the next one. We're gonna do it right, right? We're gonna do it real right. Um, Right up the streets, Paradise Rock Club, bro. Ah man, we ain't. I ain't. I ain't there yet. But you could. You don't think you could do a thousand? Listen, man. We on on some real hustle. I don't have to hustle that hard to do it. But listen, um, I do believe that, again, I don't, yo, the the, the big shows are great, but like, I can't talk to everybody after a big show. You'd rather show. be intimate? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, when people talk to me about my music or they, they reach out, they be like, yo, it touched me in a way. Like, I want to talk to those people. I'll sit down in my Instagram and have a 20-minute conversation just for the fact that, like, I don't know what could happen to that person after I let them go. Word. Right? So, like... If that happens at a show, like you got, that's crazy. Like you got a thousand people there. Like the chances of something happening to somebody in that week or a week after is really high. And like the fact that I can't talk to them or touch them is, is kind of scary to me. I always tell people after my shows, come find me, come get a sweaty hug, because that might be our last time talking. On my side too, I don't know. Nothing's permanent. Well, you don't. You think a thousand is too big to be intimate? Not yeah. Okay. Actually, actually yeah. You don't think it's like right on the line? Because you've been in paradise, I'm sure, right? Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, we went to the... What was that? Darling the Dream Show was a great show there. Stiz did a great show there, too. Um, With J. Cole? Yeah. Had a show there? Darling the Dream Tour, bro. When was this? Wow, back, bro. Was it fire? Yeah. Because I saw the Forest Hill Drive Tour. It was like a dollar to get in, bro. That's fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he does that again. That's a really cool idea. But, like, again, you got to have the right sponsorships to figure Seems like out. Seems like that's a bag negator, though. <laughs> No, 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 because the sponsors take care of that. Like, so, like, the way people look at it is, like, oh, he needs to get the money from the straight-up ticket sales. But if a company, a yeah, big a marketing company, tip, yeah, yeah. yeah, if a company wants to actually take on that, they can literally control all of the the branding aesthetics of it. Everything will be Hennessy, say, if Hennessy wanted to promote it. So everything from the cups to the shirts would have Hennessy. Like, they have, they know what they're doing. So for reference, May 16th, I have my next event for anybody listening or watching. It's at the Summer Shack in Cambridge. Hey. Big Bochy pulled in the big sponsors, man. Hey. Got a little Grey Goose coming. Oh, Whoa. Okay, okay, for the okay. friggity free. Okay, okay, okay. And that's also, I hate the idea of a networking event. I think it's like the stupidest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like, go and 
forced to meet people, but go meet some cool people here, man. Nah, networking is important. I don't say no to any networking event. I went to a networking event and uh like probably like two months ago. Like, like a corporate networking event? No, nah, just regular people. Yo, that's the thing, yo. I'm a I'm a person of the people, bro. Like I don't believe in like all right, I'm too good to do anything. That's just a bad mentality to have. I was going to ask you about ego. Like, what's your stance on it? How important is it? You're not too good to do anything, bro. Like, again, like, if, if so you somebody don't think got e- a, ego hasn't driven you at all? No. Nah, see, the thing is, like, I know, I, I know I'm good at what I do, right? <laughs> so, like, I can put <laughs> that out that there. Shit, dude. I, I know I'm good at what I do, right? But that's that's not the point for me. Like, I also know that you have to, just because you're good doesn't mean people have to work with you. Right. So like part or, of or it buy is, your shit. Exactly. Like part of it is actually just being a good human being. A lot of it is just being a good human being. And like I, I always laugh when I see artists be jerks or something. It's like like you got to meet people. Like sometimes people don't even buy your music for the fact that you're talented. They just like who you are sometimes. Like you got to remember that. And like I go out with the intention of like I'm going to meet somebody new today. I'm going to build with somebody new today. They may not serve any purpose in my life, but yo, I'm grateful for the fact that I had that conversation and they enlightened me on something. Is that gradual that you've grown the, grown a gratitude? Because, yeah, I've been on some shit where I just feel like, dude, great things are happening to me. I, I feel like I should be more appreciative. Yeah. Always, yo, I think you always be appreciative, firstly, um, because somebody else could be in your position and somebody else would be grateful to be in your position. Like, like you can't complain about where you are because, like, again, somebody's like, damn, I really wish I was Golden Deer right now. Like, that's really what Well, I wish I was Latrell James, a full-time musician in Boston nobody with the Gary Vaynerchuk the look. Nobody, with the Gary nobody, V look. <laughs> nobody wants to be Latrell James, man. My life is hectic, bro. Bro, like, can you just explain the Gary V look? I, yo, I am a, stan, a Gary uh, V stan, bro. Dude, um, nah, it was cool, bro. That is so dope. I met, um, I was in A3C. Uh, I got my music posted on the uh, Gary V playlist. <laughs> Monday to Monday. Monday to Monday playlist. Fucking sick, dude. Okay got placed in there. and um, I thought Mona, wasn't Mona Lisa Bonet too, right? too, right? So, like, Okay first got placed in there, and then that got to um, Spotify's Fresh Finds from that. So it was like, it was a really good moment for me. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Did you know who Gary V was? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> motivational guru, right? The beast. So, like, um, and, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff he says about just, just hustle, man. Like, I know a lot about just hustle from that, man. So, like, but, um, and then I ended up going to A3C. I'm in Atlanta. And then I met Mike Boyd, who works with Gary Vee. Well, he, he's, like, the curator of the exactly, playlist. Exactly, bro. So, he had a panel down there. And, um, again, like, I just believe in just meeting people, right? Like, I could easily keep sending him an email. But, like, that's weak to me. So, like, I went down there with the intentions of only meeting three people while I was there. Because I was like, all right, I got these relationships, but I want to grow them a little bit more. So I flew to Atlanta and I stayed there just to meet these people. But also, I was gonna build relationships with other people as well. But it's a good I, place to be. Yeah, I got to meet Mike, and um, he was like, "Yo, nice meeting you." He's like, "Yo, send me some more shit." So I sent them Mona Lisa Bonet. Next thing you know, that was on the Let's playlist go, too. Dude. So it was just like it was a really cool and thing. I seen Gary V tweeted out, and I was just like, "Yo, this is kind of crazy." He said, "I see Latrell, bro." Yeah, bro. When I saw that, I was like, "Yo." I was like, "This is kind of crazy because like I be watching this guy's you know visuals." And Internet stuff. is like, a weapon. You must utilize it. Facts. Yeah, he talks mad hype too. Yo. So like, but not. Nah, I thought that was just cool, man. It was, it was a cool thing, man. I really want to meet that guy, man. So he's at, he's ahead of his time, bro. That's the next move to uh, build that way too. So. Yeah, so are wins like that, are they validating for you? Like, I feel like you've you've built a lot of your shit on patience. Am I right in saying that? 100%. So when you get, like, looks like that, are you like, yo, bro, this is fire? 
I mean, I don't, I don't get too high or too low on them because that's the industry, bro. Like, there's extreme highs and there's extreme lows. And, like, that's why I say, like, you got to be a certain amount of crazy to pursue music, right? Because, like, nothing's, like, definite. And, like, you have to start taking risks. And you have to take them sooner than later or you'll find yourself really, stuck. really old and stuck in a place that you probably don't want to be. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's gratifying, but at the same time, it's like, all right, team, let's buckle down some more. Let's, let's do it bigger. Let's, let's figure out how we can take it to the next level. So that's really it. So do you – have you had to, like, gradually become more aggressive, you think, or – Cause bro, you like I fuck with it so heavy, bro. You you'll do shows and like I feel like you'll do shows and small joints and you'll do big shows and you'll be somewhere. You'll do like an interview here. Mm. That's fire, bro. I fuck with it so heavy, bro. I appreciate it. Nah, um, I honestly don't. That's the team, bro. I could just be honest. That's the team's doing. You, you do you think you've acquired a lot more W's after building like a really solid foundation with a team? Absolutely, man. I think having people in your corner that can challenge you. Like, you don't want yes-men in your corner. You want people that are challenged, like, uh, challenge challenge your music. Like, challenge, like, yo, let's try, you could do this better, or I don't like this. And you just have to live with that, like, or have people challenge you in ways, like, again, like, I wasn't the most person keen on social media, like, but again, like, having people on my back, like, yo, let's try, you need to post more, be more visible, show people who you are, like, I didn't have somebody on my back telling me that. Or, like, yo, Latrell, like, um, yo, you were super out of breath during this performance, bro, you should probably work out. So, like, you know what I... Nah, <laughs> or you're like, yo, fuck you, dead ass. I, yo, like, I was offended, but at the same time, what did you I do? Work what, out. what did I do, bro? Like, I, I went to the gym. I dropped 30-something pounds, bro, in the last year, bro. No way, really? Yeah, bro. So, I'm, like, in the best shape I've good? been in my life, bro. Like, that's what I told you. I just left the gym and came straight here, bro. Why, I go to why, gym What, what were you hitting morning. in the gym? Oh, man. You did a bench. bench. We did bench. We did bench. We did uh, arms. Legs is tomorrow. Did bench, arms, and chest. What you doing like little like curls? Like what's going on with the arms? You doing tricep oh, no, pull we downs? Do, we doing curls. We do okay, curls, pull curls. We we do some tricep pull downs. We did a, a few dips today too. You big on the cables? Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. I, I do a lot of cable work, bro. Free weights. I know you'll probably get way more progress with it, but yo, dude, you can tear something. Rotator cuffs, all those weird free forms. Yeah. Yep, uh, totally tore my labrum last year. <laughs> Incline benching, bro. See, I'm all. I, I'm fully aware about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with the, the wires. And Stretch, cables. bro. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's important. Wow. <laughs> Mobility. But yeah, that's yeah. That was it, man. Just having people to be honest with you and having people to have ideas just as good as you is super important, bro. Do you feel a new sense of confidence with your new and improved body? Nah. Don't don't lie, bro. Nah, bro. Like you don't look at yourself in the mirror like, yo, damn, I'm looking kind of hot. <laughs> bullshit, bro. Nah, never that, bro. Like again, like I, bro, I was I was this weight prior to that, bro. Like, but when you're when you like being in the studio is unhealthy. Like I, I tell people Terrible, that all the time. Like here. you sit down and fr- firstly, like you sit down in front of a screen all day long, right? Trying to work on these ideas, so you can sit there from nine to five. So let's say you work your job and you work a corporate job. You, you're in front of a screen nine to five. Big pass. Then, big then you pass. You go home from six to nine. You're in front of a screen. Then you're probably gonna wind down by watching some more TV. Like it's just unhealthy, bro. All that sitting, all that no movement. Like get some weights in your studio. Do some push-ups every hour. Figure it out. Could you set up a studio where like you're standing? Like couldn't you like raise a platform like this? I stand a lot when I'm, like, producing. I was going to say, I feel like it's more creatively inducing if you're, like, mm-hmm. moving around. I sit down when I record, though. So, like, it's, it's they're two different places. So, I don't know. It's weird. Are you someone who's, like, mad calm in the studio? Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. 
Nah, well, you're just like OD introspective in the music, so I'm just like. For now, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be some crazy stuff coming soon. Oh, some of the radio hits. Nah, I don't make radio music, bro. That's not my thing, bro. If if people like it, so be it. Like again. Mona Lisa Bonet was just me having fun with Lightfoot. I grabbed the beat at a, produ- a production show yet, so he was playing this beat. I'm like, yo, bro, I want that. I recorded it probably the same night, sent it back to him. What, he's like in front of a crowd just playing beats? That's that networking. That's that Latrell James networking. I mean, I okay. Know, I know Lightfoot from the bridge, too. So, like, me, I, was, I wasn't I was networking. I was just there supporting the homie. So, yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. When you just pull up to pull up and support somebody, like, some things can happen from it. I was just there to support him because I really do support his music. I think he's dope. So, I was there. He played a beat I really liked. I was fortunate enough for him to grab, send it to me. And then from there, we made the record. I had that record for, like, a year and a half before I put it out. It was just chilling. Yeah, why are you holding on to records? Uh, I mean, everything's about timing and everything isn't for everybody too, right? So like sometimes those records that I'm working on are just for my artistic growth. And like, I'm growing in between these songs. Like if I if I play you this album I created prior to putting out track phone, you'd be like, wow, Latrell, you sound like you've grown a lot. And there's a reason why that, like, I think you have to, you have to keep working through your stuff. It's like rep- it's repetitions, bro. You got to keep shooting your jump shot until you figure out your nice rhythm and your nice stroke. So like, I found my, I found my rhythm. Like, and now it's like, it's lights out for people. I don't, I really am not going to take a break ever again. Like I found my, why, rhythm. when was the break? Yo. So the break happened. Like, that's the crazy thing. If I put, if I had put out this album, everybody would know why this break happened. But the reason why I stopped making music, it wasn't even I stopped making music. It's just my parents just got super sick during the time. I'm sorry, um, man. They're good now. They're good now. Um, They both had the same sickness? Nah. So my mom had breast cancer. Crazy. And my father had a triple bypass. So those two things literally happened back to back. So I was just like, yo, music's really not that important. So I just focused on making sure they were good. But like during that time, I did create a whole body of work, bro. And But I, I outgrew it in that time, too. So... Are you very family oriented? Hell yeah, I got a big family, bro. There's I know you weren't, you're like six, one of five or six siblings. One of six, yeah. Big like, family, bro. You the oldest? Nah, bro. I'm the fourth, born. Yeah. So you got shafted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, we good. Yo, I think my family real good, bro. Trust me. Like, there's no unfairness in my family. Well, that was I forget what song I was listening to. I, I know I put it in my notes, but I think I remember it was. You said some shit about like, yo, I'm st- I'm crazy, but. I have good parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I turned out down. crazy. Both my parents are some thugs, yeah. Thugging like working a nine to five. Yeah, yeah. Thugging yeah. is getting your children to undergrad. Thugging is when you find time to cry. All of us got to emotional. So that's one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't even, that record's not out yet. It's just funny. Wait, wait, wait. No, you said something else, though. Wait, that record sounds that. fire, though. Let me get that, too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said something. Let me find it. I thought you was referring to something else. I, you said... I'm a product of both my parents raising uh, me. You probably think that kept me out of trouble crazily. crazily. Things would have been different if I had my way. To stab my cousin in the heart on Valentine's Day. That's the button. Yeah. Y'all, believe it or not, I just listened to that album for the first time in like three years. Was it weird for you? Yeah. You feel like you sound young? No. Um, I just, my approach on everything has totally changed. Like what? Uh, just as far as like what I want to talk about and how I say things, like voice inflection is super important to me now. Like how things are said is yeah. equally as important as what's being said. Yeah, and Kendrick does that a lot. N- not even to shade you or anything like that, but 
I mean, every, every, every short black dude get called Kendrick. Zay Wap deal with it. I'm probably sure Luke gonna deal with it. My fault. Sorry if I, I cornered you. Nah, we good. I'm playing with you. But but he like he puts his voice up and down. I feel like I see you do that. Dude, it doesn't even come from him. It comes from people like Andre 3000. I was going to say, yeah, like, you sound like Three yeah, Stacks sometimes. Three, three Stacks is like my guy. Three Stacks and Jay are my people. Like that's where you get introspective and then you get the creative creativity from Andre. Like those are my two favorites. Like like you know that man's verse on Anderson Pack's album. Like who raps like that? Like I didn't, I didn't hear it. Bro, he's the first song on the new Anderson Pack album. He's he's fantastic, bro. This it's incredible how he can rap. Have you ever met him? Nah, man. But that, that'd be like the dream project, though. Dude, I don't even want to work with him, bro. Which is the <laughs> hold him, hold him up there, our savior. It's not even that. Like, I don't even want to work with him. I more so just want to like, I just want to talk to people, man. I like to know what inspires him because, like, then you can kind of get to the root of you know how he became Andre Three Thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't know somebody's inspirations or their background, then you can't really find out the root of how they became the artist that they are. So, like, I just want to know how he got to that point. What inspires you, man? Uh, life, bro. Yeah, but deadass, do you, do you have some sort of motor in you where it's like, yo, some fuck shit happened to me, and now I kind of want to go spaz because of it and grow my career and attract a lot of attention to myself? Nah, or is that, is that an ego drive type thing? N- none of the above for me, bro. Like Again, I think every artist has an ego, but for me, like none of that drives me, bro. Like What drives me is like just saying some slick shit bro like the saying the slickest shit in the world is like impressive to me like when people have to go back and be like wow like he's really like depicting it what'd you say with tax stone you said i I say what i do say that that second verse is where i tell people all the time like if you want to hear me as a rapper i have no clue but it sound dope (laughs) it's right behind you Where's that playing from? I don't know. We got <laughs> might be the switchboard back here or nah. Hey, hey. It's the headphones too. What's the headphone leak? You know what it is? Let's do this. Watch this. Dude, where's that coming from? Hold up, real quick. Right <laughs> <laughs> there. Oh, it's the TV, bro. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> we out here. Oh, I know what it is. My fault. Nah, you good, bro. Hey, hey. I'm like, Richard I know. Really <laughs> what is a rich man? It's a watch. Bro, I don't do jewelry, bro. No jewelry? Nah, we not. I'm not really a jewelry person, bro. As an entrepreneur, it's kind of a waste of money. I mean, yeah, but for me, I think I would just. I'm just more into just. I don't know stuff that I find more valuable, like things that I like, man. I, I'm a basketball sneaker collector, basketball card collector, sneaker collector. I just like. I don't know. Do you have multiple cars? Nah, just one, bro. That's crazy. Why would somebody need two cars? Oh, I thought you said you're a car collector. Not card, like oh, card like basketball cards. I like oh, I'm, I'm into just other stuff, bro. Like uh, toys, bro. Like vintage toys and stuff, bro. Like I have other interests besides just. You ever thought of been doing the Gary Vee flip? You know how he's big on that. I'm already on it, bro. I've been doing that. Though. No way. Yeah. Like what? I can't give everybody the game yet, bro. But yeah, like uh, go hit your local Savers or your local thrift store. 
um video games are really easy to flip if you know really? the game yeah bro if it's not like, scratched i mean you can fix a scratch game too low key so like <laughs> okay let's try the hustler one right? thing that people don't know about video games this is random as hell but like a video game is like the bottom part of the disc is plastic so you can actually sand that and then rebuff it and it'll play clean again the most important part of the information is actually on the other side on the with the graphic yeah so if that gets scratched then you lose the data actually bro yeah what Mm -hmm. so that so so that graphics almost that's like a seal almost yeah when you look at the cd you always see that extra rays of plastic that's just plastic to protect it the 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 laser reads through that bro like it's mad simple man yeah but i thought gamestop taxes you like crazy yeah, we don't do GameStop, bro. You go from the thrift store to eBay, bro. So like, you can buy a PS One oh, so online flip. Yeah, you can go. To, you can find a PS One game for like two bucks, and then you can go if you know the right ones. You can get twenty two bucks for them. So you're making twenty dollar profit on and daily. That's one hundred forty bucks. That's like that's like twelve Chipotle trips. And then like VCRs are another thing that's like a hot commodity. It sounds weird, but like VCR and DVD players are hot commodities because people want to play their their nostalgia. Blu-rays. Yeah, people want to watch their old videos and stuff. So, like, those things sell like hotcakes. I can look up eBay right now. I'm pretty sure about 30 VCRs sold today for, like, 80 bucks a piece. Those things are, like, 10 bucks at your local. So, do you just have a bunch of side hustles? Yeah, bro. You got to have a bunch of side hustles, bro. Yo, that's mad. That is, like, wicked refreshing that you said that, bro. Bro, because I don't... Yo, I think when you really try to make all your money from one thing, that's where you start... You know, you, that's where the depression sinks in, honestly. Like, you're like, I'm not getting my money from here. I'm not getting... Nah, all of it's money that's... it's All money's good money. All money coming in is like, you can't be mad. If somebody put $500 into you and invested that, that's, that's a, you know, that's a money. If you sold 30 VCRs to get some money to put out your project, that's still good money. If you have to work a 9 to 5 to do it, it's still good money. It's just, I'm just not built for that 9 to 5. <laughs> Nor am I, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> That's when not, did you realize that, like, you you wouldn't function in a corporate environment? Uh, man, I don't even remember, Were you, uh, like, a, a force in elementary school? Nah. I just, I just couldn't do it, bro. Like, for me, like, again, I just believed that my peak hours were in the morning. And, like, I did, like, security and stuff at night at one point. I just like, like seaport southeast security yeah, type thing and um, indoor i don't want people to see me we was at the malls when i was a young boy um so late night braintree late night cambridge but um that's that bread though yeah, a lot yeah, of kids yeah. like the security because they're like yo you might get paid like seventeen fifty an hour yeah but again like you sacrifice how exhausted you are in the morning so like you'll sleep through your mornings and you'll lose that peak time too so like i think really it just comes down to figuring out how much you need to survive right and then figuring out how to get it from multiple places. So maybe you can cut back 10 hours off your regular job just by doing some hustling on eBay. But, like, getting back that 10 hours is super important because that's productivity. Not everybody has it genetically, though, is one thing I'm realizing. Mm-hmm. Some people need, like, to be given orders and have that structure. Oh, absolutely, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. I be trying to tell people all the time, like, oh, you, you do this with your not. Like, yo, if you have to work a job and you need to give people to give you orders and structure and to figure out how you're going to get to where you Do get to. That's thing, fine. Man. Hands yeah, off. That's, that's fine. Like, yo, either way, it's a grind. Like, and that's the thing. Like, if you're working your job and you're trying to grow at your job, it's a grind. If you're trying to grow your own business, it's a grind. So, like, I don't knock anybody's approach. It's tough, though, because I got a lot of friends. Mind you, I, I finished at Providence College like a year ago. I got a lot of friends. It's like a lot of them are getting funneled into jobs that they don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to do. That's just because the system. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's 
and I was I was always thinking I was like, dude, I kind of fucking hate being around these kids who are like feel like they got to go push themselves into these jobs, but it's kind of a blessing that I was self-aware enough to know that like shit, I definitely can't function in this situation. <laughs> man, the earlier you know the better, man. That, that gives you more time to figure out your options. But you're a smart dude. Was it ever like, yo, I could probably I could do music, but I could also might be able to go hustle something else really successfully. I was, I was engineering, bro. Um and that's what a lot of people have known me for is like I was mixing Pro- producer. Oh yeah, I was mixing people's music. I was producing for them. So like Pro those, Tools. Yeah, I'm pretty adequate in it, bro. Like I know a lot. I can mix records. Like uh, like yeah. John Scott. Nah, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm not John Scott at all, man. But I, I do know how everything works, and I do know what stuff sonically supposed to sound like. So, um, I think that's the most important thing. I mean. I've I, I've helped I've I've used my services of mixing to to help me in other areas too, which is just building relationships with people. And you can also do music start to back, right? All your songs. Yeah. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most important thing. I track everything myself at the crib. So like, again, I think that's the blessing. I think everybody should have a home studio too, uh, so you can get your ideas out faster. Because saving, holding on to your ideas. I feel like you lose a part of the idea when you put it onto paper or into your phone. You lose a little bit of that soul. So, like, the faster you can get your idea from your brain into the microphone and record it, it's going to be better for you. Isn't it a everybody. productivity thing, though? Like, don't you feel more incentivized to go work if you have to go, like, leave the crib for, like, an hour and a half and then, like, or, like, leave the crib 30 minutes away? Okay, now I'm at the studio. I have to get some shit done. Nah, because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. For me personally, I don't know if it's for everybody, but, like, again, like, I do a lot of my writing in the car, like blast. Sounds the beat. dangerous, bro. Blast the beat. It, nah, it's not, not driving. Like, oh, you nah. just parked. Yeah, we no, nah, no, nah, we driving. We driving for sure. But like, I just put the voice recorder on, and I let the beat <laughs> okay. Go, and I just, I just rumble. I mumble, 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 mumble all the way through my ride. And then when I get home, I find the best parts and the best melodies that I like, and then I consolidate them. You, you have a, like a specific road you drive on. Are you on like a ninety-three? Nah, everywhere, everywhere, bro. Like, that's like kind of stressful, bro. I was doing that on my way here, bro. It's slightly stressful, but again, like I don't believe you can just sit down and create music. Like music is supposed to move people. It's an actual movement. The drums are moving. Your voice is moving. So like you should be moving while you're doing it. I don't stand still when I'm creating. Like I don't know how people could just sit down and be like, that doesn't make any sense to me, bro. It's all movement, bro. Like how you sit in a studio and not move your arms. Like the reason why you're moving your arms is because you're. It's a movement, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's all music is. It's movement with words, poetry and motion. Do you? So you seem like an artistic dude. I don't know. Hey man, it's a good thing. I don't know if I am. Do, do you? I mean, do you think you're too intrinsic sometimes? Like you? Do you think too deep? Nah, because I mean, there's a second and third level to everything. I mean, I just, I don't believe in being a surface thinker. I, I know what you're saying, but wouldn't it be nice sometimes, like, it's just like, okay, this is what it is. I don't have to, like, blow my brains out thinking about this. Nah, but I don't think like that. That's the craziest thing. Like, people, I don't know why, like, I, I guess because of the music I make or, like, some of the things I well, say. Well, music's music. OD sophisticated, so it's like, okay, he must be, like, in, in here just, like, nah, dude. too many thoughts going on. Nah, I, I, yo, again, for people that know me and I sit in the studio with, that, yo, I talk the same amount of shit everybody else do about everything, but also at the same time, like, it's just about having perspective on stuff, right? So, like, so think about it like this, like, I always think about it like this, so, like, 
when you see, I was watching this Netflix documentary. I can't even remember what it was. The Fire Fest. Nah, 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 nah. It's did about, you see that though? I did see it, but it's about animals, bro. Like they just put it up. It's like their Nat Geo, the way they combat Nat Geo. There's a situation. Planet Earth type. Exactly. I don't. I think it's. I don't know the name of it, but I don't want to mess it up. But anyway, there's a situation where, um, a seal, um, a seal mother, right? So since uh, global warming's affecting the glaciers and stuff, right? Like. The, the, the ice is freezing too fast, so they can't make these little dens that they usually put their children in, right? So the, the seal mother has to put its cub on top of the ice, right? So the seal mother's looking for food to find to feed its cub. While this is happening, a polar bear approaches and just swipes picks, the seal up, baby. picks up the cub, right? Seal! And it takes it to go feed its baby. Right, so like that's that's the way I think about it's stuff. That's Darwinism, like, bro. It's the way I think about stuff. It's like, all right, cool. Like, yo, that's a really bad situation for that mom, but at the same time, that other mother's feeding its child, and that so polar bear's stunned. Who do you just brought the bag back, bro? But who, do you, who do you feel bad for though? Like, and and that's what I try to think about. I try to think about that in every situation. Like, yo, what's what's the polarizing things? Is there a wrong or right here? If not, cool. Then I can just say what I feel. I'm gonna be honest, bro. That sounds like you're overthinking, man. <laughs> nah, bro, bro, that's that's life, bro. Like you, you, you ever think about this? Do you ever think like you just reset and just be positive though, fully, or do you think I'm that's fully positive? I was gonna say there's nothing negative, but you, happen. but you think about the negative. Yo, because that's part of it, bro. Like again, like uh, a simple perspective is everything. There's a negative and positive to everything. Like you can't move like that, bro. So like. If you don't know what the negative is, how can you treat something positive? Or how can you be positive, right? You got to be like, oh, that person has a nasty attitude. I don't want to be around them, right? So you have to you have to know what that is. You have to understand what that brings on you, the emotions that it, 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 it brings out of you. So, like, I like to know both sides of that. Like, if I don't know what negativity is, then I, I'm, I'm going to be around everybody. And there's a reason why I'm not around everybody. Because I don't like everybody. I don't like everybody's energy. And I don't think that you should share your energy with everybody. So... And it's not me overthinking. It's just like, yo, people are people. Like, you got to remember that people aren't all good. I've been thinking about that a lot lately, too. Like, are, where do humans go wrong? Like, where does it happen? Money. You think it's money totally distorts everything? Everything. That's the biggest discrepancy. What, is it just like a sense of fear, you think, for money? or? I'm, after the fact that we have to, our whole existence thrives upon it at this point like, in, in america in america yeah and that's i think that's the biggest problem uh everything that we do is related to money the music that we listen to is always about i gotta go get this money i gotta be up 100 bands or like yo you can have 80 bands or 50 bands and be solid you can work a fifty thousand dollar year job every for the rest of your life and be happy like that has nothing to do with our happiness and we've made money our happiness and that's scary to me it does make me happy Honestly, <laughs> to a degree. I mean, I think well, it, it, I think it's, it makes it's a level of comfortability. It's like, yo, bro, me and you after this, let's say you were, we're dead hungry, bro. Let's go hit that Chipotle. You feel exactly. me? Exactly. You can do that. And we're good. Bro, exactly. I think that's the difference. I, I don't know if it's happiness. I think it's comfortability. And I think we intertwine those two things. Like, what is your happiness? It's like, also like a release of fear. You know, it's like, yo, you don't have to stress. Mm hmm. It's a I fucked system, honestly, sometimes. It's I weird. mean, that's what I'm saying. Again, I think it's another situation where it's just comfortability and happiness are two different things, but they intertwine at the same time. They're really contrasting things. As someone who's entrepreneurial, though, do you, have you ever caught yourself being a capitalist? 
it, it's like yo Latrell like where maybe like five years ago bro you're getting 500 bucks for a show but yo bro you might get 1500 for this one you'd be like fire more money uh but again it's and, I, and i'm just bu- i'm just like not a random price not so. to answer your question though but if it's five years i mean shit i earned that then right that's what i'm been, saying i've though, been right? busting my ass for those five years to make 1500 so like i never see it as a capitalistic approach again like i've t- i still take shows that's way under my fee because it's not just about making money bro it's about building relationships and it's about yo at the end of the day if something if like i know that uh a learning institution a higher learning institution could pay me way more than somebody probably in dorchester could but just because they can't afford me like a higher learning institution doesn't mean i turn down that show it's like nah let's figure these numbers out maybe i can't do the whole 40 minute set but for x amount of dollars i could do 20 minutes like i'm i'm willing to work it's not just money for me that's not that's not my happiness there's a respect level that comes with it though Mm -hmm. right it's like yo someone hits up latrell it's like yo bro Yo, I like your music, dog. Come do like, a, come do four songs for seventy five bucks. You probably just be like, I mean, nah. I mean, again, bro. I, I, yo, I, yo. See, that's that's the bad mentality. Like everybody's money driven. Everybody doesn't deserve to be paid. Firstly, I could tell people that straight up. Like so many people in Boston, or you don't deserve to be paid yet. At the end of the day, if somebody pays you, that's a privilege. Just because you make art doesn't mean you deserve to get paid for it. Thank you. And like that's the craziest thing about like I see people like why, why you need to get money? Just go out there and get you some 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 exposure, boy. Like. Meet Every, some people. Everything has been driven about how much money we make from what we do that we're deviating away from the fact that, yo, you don't deserve to get paid from your art yet. Like you what have you done to get paid for your art? Just because you you spent just because you spent a lot of money on it doesn't mean you get sp- paid a lot of money to perform it. it Simple it, as that. And what value does it provide? Yeah. I mean, you got to man. And there's a lot more to it, too. It's about what communities you're you're pushing your music into and knowing that somebody that's probably uh in your community that can't afford you it's, it's about understanding money understanding financials and understanding who can pay you what and how they can pay you and just be grateful every time somebody cuts you a check so how have you navigated that though because i'm sure you've had bigger money opportunities with some of the looks you've gotten mm-hmm. is it like should i raise my price do you don't think you should ever raise your price? Nah, my price is raised, but again, it's it's it's, it's been risen for specific people in pr- specific places. Like you've also earned it. Yeah, I mean, also too, like if I do a show and I'm playing with a fucking band, like of course I'm gonna charge you more because I make like you know I pay my band members. They always get paid. Like I gotta make sure they get paid, and they usually get paid before me. Like if you know how to game work, most of the time you don't get cut the check the day of the show. But I make sure that they get paid in that week of because it's just like, yo, I know what it feels like to do something and not make any money from it immediately. Like, why do all these rehearsals? Then we get to the show date and I still got to wait a month to pay, get paid. Nah, I'll pay them cash out right there. Yo, have a, and I'll take the L for that time being. You have an LLC? Absolutely. In Delaware. <laughs> Troll on the loophole. Wait, why Delaware? Uh, we don't talk about okay, that. Okay. Yo, if you know your business, then you know why you why you should have your LLC in Delaware. That's a big, 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 big move. Do you need to have residency out there, or you just get it registered? You get registered out there. That's what right, we might have to talk. Be, me, and you, bro, get incorporated out there, bro. So, so you you get the tax cut sometimes on the LLC? Absolutely, man. Dude, Fire. Listen, man. Uh, being a entrepreneur, being a independent contractor, is being a musician especially right now in Boston. A successful musician in the city. 
I, mean, I got you, bro. I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm all right. I'm doing, I'm doing straight. But, like, just know that, like, it comes with a lot of taxes. You end up paying a lot of people. And uh, it's stressful, man. My last year tax was crazy to me because I just was like, wow, I wasn't prepared to pay or take the tax hits that they were doing. That's why I got myself situated this year. You have an accountant or you do it yourself? I did everything myself, bro. I can't afford an accountant yet. I could go to one of these colleges and get somebody to do it for free because I know that a lot of kids are uh, doing want stuff. the opportunity. Yeah, and pro bono, and they need the credits for what they do, too. So I can probably finagle it in an internship some way. But you don't want a 20-year-old kid looking after your bag, bro. Exactly, <laughs> bro. And, like, also, like, I also know that you should keep somebody around long enough to just learn from them. You don't need them permanently. It's like lawyers. Like, you just want to learn the verbiage. You want to learn the language. And well, then You would self-represent yourself? Yeah, because... I, bro, that is risky territory. It, it's not, bro, because, it, yo, a lot of times it's just la- it's, it's language that we don't understand. like, And that's the biggest difference. When you're reading a contract, there's really not a lot of stuff going on in there, but you just need to know specific language. That's why you have a lawyer, right? And once that lawyer could really like show you what that language means, you don't really need to approach that person until it's something way bigger. Like, you can handle a lot of things yourself. Like, people, people get too crazy about it. People got managers for no reason. People got lawyers for no reason. But what do I know? Well, you're a manager, right? Absolutely. Because I don't have time. I mean, if, if I did everything myself. Yeah, Jessica, you seem like a rock star. No bullshit. Yeah, she's a great human being. If I did everything myself, I wouldn't have time to do anything. Like, I wouldn't still have time to produce, like, still be able to get placements. I wouldn't have been able to leave to Atlanta in January without having somebody else still running the business, like, while I was gone and, like, focusing my energy on something else. So, like. That's why I have a team. And, like, we have events. Like, we sell merch. Like, I can't sell merch and be on stage at the same time. Like, it, it, it starts to come down where you need more people. And once I realized I needed more people, that's when I sought more people. How do you how do you know it's the right person? So, mind you, I'm, I want to find out, like, a very permanent producer to help me on the show. Did, did it just click? Was it like They'll find you, bro. I don't think that you can find them. I think that, yeah, it just has to click. And you have to... I mean, sometimes you just got to be around people for a while and be like, you know what, man, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Like, I mean, my team has changed over the years, too. So it's not been consistent. I mean, Jess has been there. Eric's been there. Kat just came along, but she's been amazing as well. So, like, you just have to it, it grows. It changes over time. And you got to you got to adjust to that and be willing to adapt. Nothing's permanent, bro. Trust me. Latrell's kicking a lot of game, man, honestly. Well, a lot of kids can learn from this, you know? I hope so, man. I'm just trying to get my truth, bro. It's just the one thing I've noticed is, like, a lot of kids want to understand, like, how to be successful music in Boston. Mm-hmm. Humans want to be successful, right? Mm-hmm. I just – a lot of them don't have guidance, bro. That's, like, one thing I've noticed. There's no real model. There wasn't a model for you either. Yo, ex- oh, okay, cool. I'm glad you said that because that's exactly, like, my whole angle, bro. Shout out to the police. Um, but, uh, I think me not having any like guidance or like having role models here, like don't get it twisted. There was people that were like doing their thing here, but like they wasn't as accessible as they are now. Right. Talk about Melfi. Shout out Melfi. That's my dog. Shout out to whomever. Um, (laughs) again, like, um, star gang. Yo, he had a great run, bro, which there's never no hate, bro, because everybody should have learned from what he did and, and grown on it, too. He was doing his thing. So, and, like, and he was on that guerrilla marketing, bro. Yeah, bro. I think everybody took a piece of what he was doing and started implementing it into their own. So shout out to him, bro. There's no, there's never no hate, bro. Like, again, I think everybody can learn from everybody. But what I was saying is um, I didn't have that when I was doing me, like, here. Like, I didn't have somebody that I could reach out to that would 
that was already because they were looking at us as competitors, like direct competitors. And like, there's a different mentality now, I think, with like my peer group and then the one coming behind us because we're just open arms now. It's just like, yo, like, I ain't got no reason to hate you or like not want to help you because like at the end of the day, like we're doing the same thing. Like I'll literally give all my, I give opportunities to people. I try to open like relationships with people. Like when I got the Cheerio situation with the Celtics thing, I didn't just sit back and was like, yo, I'm gonna hold on to this myself. I was sending the contact to other people. Fire. I I don't know. I, I don't have to lie about that. Whoever knows they can say it afterwards. Like, but legit, I literally was like, all right, cool. I met this guy, Brian from gratitude sound. Shout out to Brian. And I literally just started setting up people with him. Like, yo, go get that bag. Because like at the end of the day, I know that I can't get every opportunity and every opportunity isn't for me. So if it ain't for me, I'm praying that it's for a homie. I get it. But there's the kids are still like wicked, like, they're very divisive i think like they're just How so a lot of these there's a lot of groups of artists who like they don't necessarily want to click and i kind of feel like back Here in like 2015 Austin? yeah i feel wow like, i didn't know that i could be wrong i could be just being negative but i also feel like when in like 2015 when things start getting a little more popping you guys were all just kind of moving together right yeah it's a certain degree man i mean like at the end of the day like is that that's the right year 2015 I dropped 2015 for sure. It was a good year. 20, 2015. That was when 12 dropped, right? 2015 probably like really cracked Boston ceiling, but not just because of myself. Stiz had a fucking phenomenal year that year too. I think he dropped his first Suffolk County dropped that mm-hmm. year in June. But um, but even so, before that, Michael Christmas has is this art. Um, like again, there was a lot of things that led up to that. But the one thing that I I know from that generation is like, or that crop of artists is like, we just supported it because like at the end of the day, we never seen somebody go that far fire so like that's the mentality you should always have like yo again that's what i'm saying like sometimes you don't have to gain something by supporting bro sometimes supporting is enough bro just pull up support it just buy a vinyl like again like i could have easily I, I bought the suffolk county vinyl bro like it's it there's it's bigger than just yo let me get something for free like i think that's the worst mentality a lot of people have is like they want the free 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 let me get in for free let me do this for free nah yo, i'll buy it because i actually support you and i like you i want to put money in your pocket and put money in my pocket at the same time strength and network like strength and like a strong prevalent network you've started to notice the benefits of it uh yeah but yo again i, I think it just comes down to you being a person a good dude people forget that like you can't be a jerk and think you're gonna get through because like somebody's gonna be like yo that person's a jerk or they do bad business or they don't show up one time or they do this so like i don't want any of those things associated with my name like Mm -hmm. i want people to know like yo if i say i'm gonna pull up i'm gonna pull up if i say i'm gonna produce something for you i'm gonna produce something for you like that's just what it is big karma believer Oh, yeah. Yo, it will come back, though. That's the beautiful thing about it. It may not come back in the form of what you think it is, but, like, it always comes back, man. Like, I've, t- I've taken so many L's in the last nine months, man, but, like, there's always something that just, like, whoop, okay, cool. You'd be like, damn, I just spent $1,500 on this, and this is not going to work. But then next thing you know, it's like, all right, here, go three grand. Financial L's? Yeah. I said, man, Specify. Dude, there's a lot of financial L's in this stuff. I mean specifying would be throwing people's name under the bus but like i don't do that so for me i just think it comes down to uh quality of work things you don't like if if you work with somebody and you don't get the result of the product you want do you forcefully put it out because you pay for it or do you put it away and work on something yeah, else? yeah i get it i just don't put out stuff just because i paid for it 
Like, if I don't like it and I don't feel like it's adequate or it fits the, the, what I'm doing now, then I'll scrap it. And I'm okay with that, knowing that, again, money comes and it goes. And I'll always find you if you're doing the right thing. I feel like you got your mind in the right place, bro. I feel like <laughs> I appreciate this. No bully. I'm chilling, bro. Like, I be trying to tell people, like, yo, believe in yourself more, man. We, we're way more strong. We're way more powerful than we think. And the, the power of thought is stronger than you think, too. Like, you can really put anything you want to do down and, and really get to it. Well, I've started to understand, like, the art of self-reliance. Like, if you can just totally de- only depend on yourself, then you're good and you don't need someone else to help you. Mm-hmm. You feel that way? Nah. I wish I could rely on myself. Fuck me, dude. <laughs> nah, I get what you're saying, though, but, like, I'm not self-reliant at all. I mean, like, I can get everything done myself, but will I get it done efficiently? And, like, that's... And effectively. And, effect- and that's where you start paying people, right? So, like, you, every anybody can send out... They can do their own PR runs. They can they can make sure all of this stuff is paid for or make sure they're doing it. On, but, again, like, you're taking time away from the art side of it, right? So, at some point, you got to start investing into other people, to help you move forward while you focus on the creative side and like so would you would you sign a label deal if like someone offered a fat one to you yeah man listen man <laughs> cut that check cousin yo cut the check I, I, <laughs> and the reason why i would do it i can explain to you is because i know that i'm very self-sufficient and i know that i have people around me that's self-sufficient and what i mean by that is like again i know producers i produce myself my brother produces like he's one of the best producers in this fucking state in my eyes what's his name ted boy ted boy oh word okay (laughs) you you guys are you guys are brothers my blood brother wait so different last names though nah so who has the who has the stage name both of us (laughs) you guys are crazy bro So, um, yeah, and that was all done intentionally. But, yeah, like, again, I have these resources. I know that I can get my project mixed for a lot cheaper than the average person. It's about having those resources. So if the label throw the bag, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll keep it <laughs> mad frugal. Mad frugal. Is, is there anyone you'd, you'd want to sign with? No, nah, I don't have anybody specific that I would sign to. It's more so about I, I know who I wouldn't, though. And I'm not going to put those names out yeah. there either. But There's, I know who I wouldn't because of their reputation of how they handled artists. Mm-hmm question mm-hmm. when you enjoying this this far how am i doing no, okay you're doing amazing bro I, I i feel like i got some great answers so i'm good well, well i've been i've been learning a lot man just I, like, I'm be, learning a lot too well i want to be like totally i want to i it's growing but i want to totally grow my own thing out of boston and be prevalent so i just a lot of shit i can learn from you you know I'm here. I'm learning from you, bro. Like, trust me. You think I'm not, or I, this is not just, I feel like I'm interviewing you at the same time. I'm learning stuff about you, your thoughts, and how you go about things. So, well, it's, it's a well where does work play into all this? Because, dude, I work like a fucking lunatic. You feel me? Like, I work 16, 17 hour days. Mm-hmm. Seem like you keep a wicked, productive day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to a lot of weed. No, sir. Uh, <laughs> nah, I think, Shout that, out to the pack. I think that you have to figure out how to focus on the things that are going to push you the furthest, the fastest. Where does, where does your personal relationships lie in that though? What do you mean? I don't like, for instance, I don't go out. Right. Like a psycho. I go out, bro. Uh, You booze a little bit. No, I don't drink. I'm not really a drinker, bro. But, uh, the thing is like, that's one thing I told myself I was going to work on this year, bro. I'd be dead honest. Like, um, that was one of my new year's resolutions was to just build better with my friends and my family and just make sure that I'm there more often, bro. Like, so, yeah, my best friend had his birthday. They dragged me out to the club. I don't do clubs, bro. Like, that's what, not my what, thing. Where, like, downtown? No, it was in Providence, bro. Like, I don't even do clubs like that. Where'd you that. go? Ultra? 
bro, we don't even do clubs <laughs> like that, bro. I didn't well, want to get too deep into it, but yeah. We, <laughs> like I threw, you know, the Coliseum right there. Yo, bro, I threw an event there, bro. Bro, listen, bro. <laughs> you like, got waxed. Listen, bro. Like we went out, <laughs> and I don't go out like that, but bro, like I know that at the end of the day, like. I know what it feels like to appreciate somebody showing up for you because they all popped up to my crib from at my birthday. And, you know, it was a real intimate bunch of homies there. So, like, I just appreciate that. I appreciate people-to-people stuff. So I try to make sure I do that for others as well. And, like, somebody's going through something. I always check in on people now. I text them. If I haven't texted them in, like, a week or two, I'll just check in. Hey, you good? Everything's good on you? What's new? Is there anything I can do to help you? It's always my approach. Like, anything I can do to help. And, like, I'm starting to realize that, like, yeah, a lot of times people do just need to let you you know need you to listen mm-hmm. most of the time it's just listening people think that if you ask somebody to help they're going to ask you to do something strenuous and 95 percent of the time they just need you to listen it's just tough dude i feel like especially the way you've grown it like being entrepreneurial is like a very isolating process mm-hmm. you know you don't ever feel like oh shit i'm let me go devote some time like go to province with my homies but yo i could be in the studio building well, for me, it's different because I don't make music at night. Because oh, true. So like my night times. Make sure you're not hungover. Yeah, my night times is dedicated to stupid stuff on YouTube. Like I watch a lot of ridiculous stuff on YouTube just to like who. Like I, I wanted to find out who. Like the other night, I was trying to find out who's the best whistler in the world. Like <laughs> dude's mad bored. Yo, it's not even <laughs> bored, bro. It's like it's just being naturally inquisitive about everything, bro. Like you trying to get that. You trying to get that sample. <laughs> Listen, that check, cousin. It's being naturally inquisitive because, like, if some if somebody can do something, then there's somebody that that's really good at it, or there's the best at it, right? So if there's an engineer, then somebody's considered one of the best engineers. If there's a basketball player, somebody's considered one of the best basketball players. So randomly, I was like, "Yo, somebody whistles. Who's the best whistler in the world?" Find out there's like a ten time grand champion whistler. <laughs> Where I, was, I don't even know. He's on Nat Geo. He's not from this country though. I don't remember his name, but like, I was we, like, wow, we need the collab, bro. It, it's some amazing <laughs> stuff, man. Sometimes being naturally and that stuff actually leads to me making music too though it's just like those accumulative things or i watch like some old ass power rangers like i was playing power rangers on a sega the other day um just trying to just dig back into my childhood sometimes you got to dig back to find out some stuff too you big n64 that was my favorite console for sure my favorite it wasn't even close that was my favorite console why what game did you play goldeneye we played that so much we played smash we played mario kart I had the Donkey Kong 64. Bro, you ever play Ocar- Ocarina of Time? Absolutely. Bro, I'm a huge Zelda fan, bro. Like, I'm... Dope. Bro, I had the gold... You, play Wind- I, you played Wind Waker? Yeah, bro. Amazing, Bro, dude. you played the Breath of uh, Wild? I haven't Yo, yet, bro, no. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, bro. So, yeah. Yo, you so, you like, big video games? Yeah, bro. Heavy. Like, do you Heavy. ever play Skyrim? Yes, bro. So, like, I'm a role-player game. Like, I love, like, JRPGs, bro. So, like, that's my thing. People don't know that about me, but, like, yeah, I play a lot of, like, RPG games. I've been playing uh, Persona you, Persona 5. What's it, What's that on? PS four for sure um they hopefully they put it on the switch when they do like i'll just transfer straight to the switch but like right now it's on the ps4 but that that game is incredible soundtrack the concept of it is like i just think anime is better than regular tv because they figured out a way to 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 merge fantasy and then creativity at the same time in a way that nobody else has dude people don't understand they think these dudes are geeks. These dudes making video games are hyper geniuses. Absolutely. They, they're they literally creating like a 200-hour movie that you can play. It's insane, dude. Exactly. Like Skyrim. It's amazing, bro. It's literally like its own world, it's dude. It's amazing. Did you beat it? No. Bro, what are you doing? Yo, listen, bro. Like, <laughs> yo. sleeping. I play games in waves, bro. Um, it's mad weird. Sometimes I'll play them for a really long time. And sometimes I'll just exit them. 
Like I beat the uh, the new Final Fantasy. That was it was way too quick for me. Like it was so short. Kingdom Hearts. I haven't played it yet. I have it though. But I, like I heard it, Kingdom Hearts fans weren't too satisfied. I believe it. It's just because real commercial franchise. I believe it. I mean, I, best thing to do is to go get the the little uh, two disc joint with the one and two on it and just play those. One is dope. Yeah, 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 I got that at the crib too, bro. Like so, like that's just stuff. Small stuff like that is important to me. But I do play games. I'm a huge Zelda fan. I'm a huge just like games where you have to you have to grow throughout the whole journey. Like I like growing throughout the journey. I don't want to be able to just like it's cool to jump on and just shoot them up, but like I also like to grow with my character. So yeah, so you like 2K like my player. Yeah, yeah, I was on that heavy. I'm a 93. Holla at me. Whoa. Yeah, I don't want that work. I don't want that work out here. <laughs> Isn't the player's name Latrell James? Nah. Don't lie to me, bro. Nah, his name. His name is like TJ Almond or something like that. Yeah, I love making up <laughs> random names for my players, bro. Like, Bro, mad people. I think it's so weird sometimes if people make a my player with their name and they get mad obsessive over it. I think it's like the oh, weirdest so thing. Weird. Nah, bro, for me, nah, I'm it's not. It's like, yo, like bro, that. work on your jumper, dude. Keep going. <laughs> That's not for me, bro. I always got random names, bro. So TJ Almond, is he yeah. a baller? Yeah, I'm a, a slashing point guard, bro. We, I'm lighting the league what up. What were you bro. drafted? I don't even remember, bro. It's been a while, bro. Y'all haven't played 2K, bro, in like three months, and I'm a 93. Have like, you... My brother was going hard. Like He's like a 95, I think. He's going hard. Have you ever thought of twitching, dude? Yeah. Dude, uh, I feel like that would be a sick lane for you. Eventually, yeah. We're going to set that up real soon. Yeah. Like Again, like people just don't know. Like I play these, these video games, and like I think it would be fun just to show people like what I do. Also, in a little brand-building exercise, dude. Imagine mm-hmm. like Trell James, the nasty 2K player, and... People are just checking in with you at night. I don't want that like that. I just want them to know I'm a cool guy. <laughs> I don't want that extra pressure of being elite at anything. But well, music. the game is nasty at Madden. Have yeah, you heard about that? I've heard about that. He's like dirty, dude. I've heard he's good. I don't know if he's that good, bro. Me and my brother are really good at Madden, too. We actually had to stop playing. We was really, like, fantastic. You were obsessive? Yeah, we was fantastic. Like, we would literally <laughs> we'd make beats together, and then once we make beats, um, we'll just play Madden, and we'll just keep going back and forth, like, We've had some dog fights, some real dog fights. You like, put the pats over? No, never play with the pats. It's a curse, bro. You can't do all that. And they op low key, like they they got way too much like just good players, bro. Like there's never like they had grunk for the last ten years, bro. Like but not anymore, bro. It's just devastating. They'll be fine, bro. They'll like, be great. They'll be amazing. I mean, dude. let's let's not forget there was three Super Bowls before he. We're got OD here. spoiled. Exactly. <laughs> there was three before grunk got here. So like, I'm not stressing over that. I know Brady's gonna play till he's seventy. I hope not. I don't want to see that man cr- cracked up on the field, man. But he hasn't really gotten that hurt, bro. He had the knee. The one, like it. the one knee. That was ten years ago, bro. That's crazy. Well, maybe twelve, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a while. Damn, bro. Nah, he's great, bro. That's the greatest quarterback to ever play a game. It's not even close. You're kind of branding him right now. I like it. Very political. I've been trying to do the same. It's tough, dude. Have Have you ever felt like Have you ever felt like um. I feel like there's so much more gain in just like refraining. You feel the same way? There is, dude. Have you you've had to nurture it? Yeah. It's tough, dude. It's human to like get feel certain ways about things. No, nah, I mean, you know, the one thing I do know is like you got to you got to separate your emotional side from certain stuff too. From the business. Yeah, so like you can just don't be reactive. I always tell people, yo, think take a minute to think before you say something or like think while you're listening. So like Brady's Brady. I still think he's the greatest quarterback ever to play the game. He's also a marketing genius. Yeah, shout out to the men running his social medias as of lately because they've been crushing. But I think it's I think it's a 
There's a, do, do you know um Sean Milliken from Four Boston? Yeah. So his the dude videographer he worked with did all the Tom vs. Time stuff. I wow. think one of his things. That was, was a beautiful documentary. It really was, bro. Only thing bad about that is we took the L in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was tough. It was but so we, close. We were right back though. <laughs> Cut we the were, dub the next year, bro. Right, right back. It ain't even a thing, bro. That's culture here, bro. We swept the I know. swept the Tampa Bay uh, Rays yesterday. Oh, so swept, you follow all the sports. Celtics swept the Pacers. Bruins won. We're going to game seven. Absolutely. It's Boston. I love it. So were you pumped when, I mean, you had you had the extension first, but when Stiz got the game green, or what was it, bleed green? Oh, yeah. Were you like, yo, Yo, the cool thing fire. about that is uh, the homie. Um, so I know multiple people that's involved in that. So Luke. And uh, Ricky were involved in the beginning, I think the opening day, and then stashed away from Randolph, too. He produced one of the commercials, too. So I've been hearing that all year. It's super cool to, like, have peers. Like, they're not they're not just homies. Those are my peers now, right? So, like, they're doing stuff. Like, they're working with, you know, agencies. I think uh, Lolo from Brockton had one, too, at one point. Lolo. So, so a lot he's of been, folks. He's been up here. Hey, yeah, Lolo, great guy. I was just with Lolo a couple of days ago. Um but yeah, like I think it's just super cool to see other people like starting to delve into that 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 licensing space. Like, there's no hate at all. But it was amazing, like to see Stiz be the voice of the city for the, the Celtics for the rest of the year. That's that's freaking awesome, man. Like, who would have thought that music would allow him to cross over to the national basketball? I feel like they're doing more that. Well, you did it also. That's what I'm saying. I feel like the there's more connection. I have this crazy idea in my positive mind that. All these major Boston brands are going to start connecting with all the artists. I think it's going to be so fire, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. Firstly, hip-hop is the most important genre and most consumed genre in music in the world. So, like, it only makes sense that all these brands start associating with it, right? Like, that's why you get every year 2K comes out. We have a hip-hop artist curating the goddamn playlist. We had Jay-Z. We had Travis. We had... Uh, who else did one that was pretty crazy? I can't even remember. Well, Forever was on like 2K10. Pharrell, Pharrell did one that was oh, absolutely beautiful. So like, I bet Lemon was on it, right? I pull up with a lemon. Of course. So like, um, but stuff like that is like we're starting to see hip-hop's involved in everything, top to bottom. Chance is in a Kit Kat commercial. He's do- also doing... Uh, Latrell's in a Cheerios commercial. That's true. Hell yeah, He's brother. He's also doing Tequila 1800. So, like, yo, hip-hop is needed in every form and space. So, like, it's beautiful. If you if you make hip-hop music or you produce it at this moment, just see if somebody needs you because they do. Yo, on the Cheerios tip, how fire was that? Uh, it was really cool. Dude, for I had f- no clue it was you, and then I was like, yo, uh, what the fuck, dude? Um, What's good was- goes around, comes around. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful bro it was cool for the fact that um my parents and you know just like you know they can see something that i was working on actually come to fruition took a while right nah which is scary uh it really was like recording re-recording tv in like a month whoa yeah so like once they were dead set on me being that person for it it went from which was like a process too. Like, don't get it twisted. It probably took me like two months of like recording, but right once it was definite, it went from what I did to recording it again to it being on TV in like a month span. So it was pretty crazy, bro. So dope. But the positive was just like being able to show my parents like I'm th- I can I I can make money through music. Like it's not unrealistic to eat through music. So my grandmother hearing it was super cool too. I got a nephew too, so he knows the song. They all eat Cheerios. Most of them, most of them. <laughs> Not next to that Honey Nut Cheerios, though. That's, but yo, that's sh- top five. But Honey Nut Cheerios, bro, I gotta keep it a buck. Shout out to Cheerios, shout out to Latrell sponsors. But 
dude, I was allergic to nuts growing up, but I outgrew it. And there's there's an advisory oh, on it that says may contain traces of nuts. Oh, I didn't know that. See, they so it's I like Cheerios, bro. Are you serious? They may have something that come back though. I'm pretty sure they probably got a product that doesn't have a. Uh, no, mean, regular Cheerios doesn't. Oh, okay, cool. So, I mean, yeah. shout Jeez. out to the sponsor. <laughs> They ain't, man. They, we we were big business partners, bro. No sponsorship. That was a business partnership that happened. Nothing more, nothing less. So, so did you? Uh, if you could work with like a major brand now, who would you want to work with? Stance socks. Uh, what is it? Stance socks. like S T A N C. Yeah, stance socks. Like I'm a huge socks aficionado, bro. You see me right now. I'm shining. Um, you got some joints on. Yeah. What are those, wool? They're Stance socks. Yo, I'm, <laughs> Shout I'm out to Stance. I'm huge on their socks, man, and I got some really cool ideas that I would love to. Uh, I'm going I'm to cut you up with this clip, and you can send it to them. <laughs> like, yo, I'm giving you guys love, man. I, I got, yeah, I just got some ideas, man. I'm like, people be like, yo, Israel, why are you so crazy over socks? I really like socks for some reason. It's so a dope like, thing to accessorize. Yeah, so like, yeah, hopefully I, I can do something with Stance soon. If not Stance, uh what do I really like? I like to... Yo, I really always want to get into, like, the video game world of some sort of, like, uh, composing for them, so... Fire. Yeah, one or the other. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah, I would love that, bro. I wonder if they made a rap video game soon. There was. There was, like... Bulletproof, what? 50 Cent? Yeah, Parappa the Rapper, right? That was, like, what was a it video called? game. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to mess his name up with Parappa the Rapper. All my, all my homies would know. All the homies would know for sure. Parappa? Yeah. It was like a video game. Like, he's a... It was, was kind of classic, bro. I know. Imagine if we had just like a Boston hip-hop uh, bit. Parappa the rapper, bro. It's a real situation, bro. Oh, I thought this was new. Nah, this is old, <laughs> It's like 2001, bro. Like, bro. Yeah, it's old, but there was, there was definitely a game. What was the storyline? Like, make the biggest hit? Nah, that game was... Nah, <laughs> nah, But all in all, man, like, I just would like to get into, like, composing for something, bro. There's a lot of... Uh, relationships to build there like again 21 savages the music was on the mortal Kombat commercial Fire. so like there's there's openings for it now i can see totally finessing something like that dude yeah i'm just trying to finesse it so i can buy some more buy some more stuff for myself some more property hopefully some real estate that's what i want to do too yeah, just reinvest especially boston brands. real estate bro it's a gold mine see ya it's a gold mine, man. They knocked down all those places in um right next to this the the studio that I rehearse at, the Sound Museum. They literally cleared all those houses for that New Balance building that they put up where the Celtics work out at now. Oh word, yeah. I was gonna say, bro, if I could work with one brand in the city, it'd totally be New Balance. Oh right, yeah. I love their shoes too, by the way, yo. Like, uh, me and Latrell could do a collab, bro. Yeah, New Balance, yo, holla at the people. Got the check, got the check. Holla at you. I mean, they did. They did the uh, Drew from uh, Bodega. Just dropped his New Balance. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, bro. Those joints sold out. I was mad I couldn't get up here. But yeah, they were clean. Fresh. I'm hurt. Why, you're big into sneaks? You like, you you go to, um, what is it, Concepts? Yo, bro, I'm big into sneakers, but like, I'm just big into stuff that I like. So, like, I just hate when, like, a release that I really like is super exclusive. That just makes my life miserable, bro. The lobsters? No, nah, I can actually get the lobsters. My homie's trying. He got a pair of lobsters. Flip if somebody need a size 10 pair of lobsters, holler at me. Whoa. So, question. So, you're, you're 29, right? Yeah. Do, do you feel an ageism in music? Nah. I was going to say, it doesn't even seem like it ever bothers you. Because it doesn't exist in reality, bro. Like, look at look at people like 2 Chains. Look at people like Sir, who signed a TDE. What thirty two, and he was working at. Uh, what about Guitar a, Center. Anderson Pack, bro. Anderson Pack, like 
like really think of these people like Danny Brown, like all of these people is like, yo, your time is when your time is. I think everybody's so forced on like making their time happen sooner that they end up missing their time. So like, yo, your time will come and when it comes, just make sure you're prepared for it. Like and in the meantime, build your business. Build everything. Build all your other aspects of your business. So when people do approach you, you got other businesses that you can parlay and foundation. And, and, yeah, and you can and you can leverage in certain situations. Like Make sure your, your social numbers is right. Make sure your Spotify streaming numbers is right. That's all leverage when it comes to you getting some financial backing. So where the trash can't just open. <laughs> I, I, I told you, it's crazy, isn't it? It's just nuts. We're living in the simulation, man. So you, where do you want to take it? Like, honestly, like where, it, just in like your full honesty, like where would you be like, yo, bro, in a year, like, yo, bro, I'm happy that I grew to this point. Dude, I tell people all the time, man, I'm trying to be like big crit, bro. Crit, Crit is my level of success that I want, bro. What it? Great producer, great rapper, contour, solid fan base. Right there, I'm straight, bro. I don't need more than that, bro. Like the way he moves, he's able to move in any room he wants. How far away are you from that? I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't even know what, how far away he is actually. Because like people, like the more you do and the more you gain, more people become accessible to you, right? But then you start to realize like. What separates you? Is it the financial things that separate you? Or, like, I, that's what I've been trying to figure out. It's the mindset. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to really understand a lot more. Like, it's not the, it's not just finances that separate you. It's, like, how they approach your stuff. Like, okay, they know what they do. Like, Freddie Gibbs, he knows what he is, bro. Like, if once you know what you are, you can really do whatever you want. And, like, I found out who I am. And now it's just like, all right, cool, I'm about to leverage on everybody now. And so, you never know who you're going to be, so don't force it. There was again. I've seen it. You just never know who you're going to be. Like, don't try to force your, your the becoming of you. Like, don't rush it. Like, when you figure it out, you'll figure it out. I know, bro. I kind of just feel like you're going to just go do some crazy shit, though, and I'm excited to see it happen. Man, I'm excited, man. Life is interesting right now. Life's a blast, bro. <laughs> I'm crazy. So... Where do you think where do you think the city is headed? And I have my own my own theory on Let me hear your perspective entertainment. First. I think it's gonna be huge in two years. Two? And I, I don't know if that's something you were saying back in twenty fifteen and I might just be delusional that like yo, two years is gonna be crazy. Nah, I, I don't think we ever said two. I knew we said five for sure. But so. it's just like don't you think it's inevitable that the city starts like they do with sports teams, like you have the sports teams just as a camaraderie sense in the city, it's it's just gonna be like, Okay, see ya. I don't know, because and then you're gonna be the, you're gonna be one of the Godfathers, and we're gonna be like da da da. I don't even want to be that, bro. I, I would I would rather be the person that that owns the festival that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Business. I don't want to rap forever. That's crazy. Um, but nah, I do think that it's weird here, bro. Like, it's not Chicago where we don't have like Chicago actually supports their arts, right? And you mean you have, like the city itself? The city of Chicago actually like. I see more of it happening here though. You don't? <laughs> not enough. I mean, like, there's a few opportunities here, but, like, again, like, the pri- the growth of upcoming artists isn't a priority here to the city. You think it should be? Absolutely, bro, because, like, people don't think about how much revenue that actually brings back to their city and, like, how much other things that can potentially happen. Like, again, like, Toronto's probably never going to host the All-Star game unless Drake was that successful, right? Like, Drake's Drake's success had something to do with Toronto in the All-Star game, right? So, like, you have to think how much money he brought to Toronto just by doing that, right? So, like, we have to start thinking that. And not just on that big of a scale, but thinking about, all right, cool, if we get four to five artists here that are on this certain level, we can throw a festival every year here. 
I get what you're saying. A lot of people are pissed about the Boston calling. I get it. Makes I'm, sense. I'm not even mad at it. I mean, at the end of the day, those people pick who they want to pick. And I got friends up there. Shout out to Sydney Gish. Uh, so, like, I, I think they should they Gish. should book more hip hop acts here. But like, that's not their priority. Their no, priority no, no. Is to sell tickets. I I think that artists have to take that as like an incentive. Like, okay, you got you have a place to work for now. To get on that man you feel me but once you get there too like i think the mentality is like people got to remember too it's like once you get there like you got to also think beyond that because you can you can perform on that stage and that'll be it for you too like if that's where you want to that's where your peak is like you got to look beyond the peak so like boston collins uh it's a milestone but it's also just a stepping stone let's go Let's go. Sorry for the gyms <laughs> early this morning, bro. Forgive me. Nah, bro. I've learned a ton, man. It's been great. But Boston Collin is super dope, man. I just really hope that they um I really hope that they they, they plug more locals on it. Um I, I hope Latrell gets on it. That'd be fire. If so, uh it'd be a blessing. I'll if be not, there, bro. If not, it's not gonna impede anything that we're doing. So like that's the that's the thing. Don't let something be so important to you that it impedes your progress. So how important have attachments been, do you think, to the growth of your career? Because you've had a couple big ones. What do you mean? It was a term I heard here because there are a couple artists out of here who are starting to, like, you know, get on jamming and, like, stuff like that. Um, attachments to, like, bigger companies. There's John right there. He, oh, like, now we definitely yeah. talked before. You've yeah, seen him before? Yeah, now we talked, like, a few minutes ago right before you. Oh, you didn't know it was back. him? No, no, we did. We And she's like, yo, you should come by in, like, an hour. I was like, all right, I'll talk to you. Before. Word, fire. So we're good. Well, we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pumped, bro. He's like, yeah, bro, I want to work with a trail for a grip. Um, but what do you mean by that? Attachments? Yeah. Like, you have attachments. Like, you're attached to Cheerios brand. You're attached to the Celtics. You're attached to throwing shows in New Hampshire and uh, Southern Mass. I don't know if I'm attached to it. I think that people... I think I'm just, like, trying to shine light on how you can do things as an independent artist. Mm-hmm on a major scale like as a major artist like these are opportunities that major people get but like you can do those things yourself like the difference is it's just relationship building and actually like not being able not being afraid to hear no like a lot of times you don't hear no way more than you hear yes as a as an artist as an entrepreneur but like when you get those yeses you take advantage of those opportunities and that's all i've done like there's nothing been nothing more like if people knew how hard i actually worked on the commercial when i was going to shows and I turned around in the car to re-record some vocals, like, last minute, like, and I was late to the show for that. But, like, I knew that, like, yo, opportunities only come once in a lifetime, so you have to, like, capitalize on them. So, like, somebody asked me to do something, I, I go full above and beyond every time. Like, Let's go. Every time, because, like, I don't care. It could be five people in the audience. I'm going to be pouring sweat because, like, yo, I owe that to them. That's Gigi. Hey. <laughs> I haven't like, seen him in a while. I owe that. You, you I, I get owe what you that people. I get it. I think a lot of that I've also learned persistence is just it. You acquire it gradually, mm-hmm. you know, I like if I reference back to when I was like 19 or 20, like all the L's have made me the psycho. Don't you feel the way? Absolutely. So you're never pissed. Like, you know what? Motherfucker. You remember when you, you ducked me on the show, blah, blah, blah. I used to be. Uh, but again, like, yo, anger, harboring anger only like, it only contradicts your productivity like because you spend so much time being mad at something where you could be actually just working on you so like i'm, I'm, I'm when i see somebody get a great show or i see somebody get a win i'm just gonna celebrate that with them because like yo again somebody's win is good for everybody else here for sure but 
what what's most interesting to me is that like you just feel like there's no that you feel like you've abolished some of the ego which is like dope i'm just trying to learn how to navigate it myself nah, man. i know i'm nice bro so like there's a difference but no but understands that, like, yo, there's a difference between confidence and I ego i can though, rap you know? really well i know i can produce really well but like what else i feel you that's you. really it like that doesn't like those things don't make me who i am right like the things that make me who i am is when i when i pull up to the studio and we and, and we have a great conversation or or maybe we just pull up and have tea somewhere like i'm one of those people bro like i'll be like yo let's just get up and do let's go get tea somewhere and just talk like I'm not the person to always be like, yo, we gotta do this in the studio. Like, nah, I, I believe in personal relationships. I got a lot of personal relationships with people. I spend a lot of my time reaching out and talking to people. And if I didn't work in the morning, like if I didn't do my music in the morning, I would be so consumed with like talking to people because like that's where my music comes from. It comes from their experiences, it comes from me experiencing their experiences through words. So like that's the most important thing to me is the relationships, how you talk to people, how they what they say about you when you're not around. Okay. So I'm there. So listen, I had some notes. I want to make sure I hit on everything. Absolutely, bro. Let's find it. It's been some great questions, by the way, bro. I've been really enjoying these answers. Thanks, man. We'll do another one in six months when you're a megastar. Uh, man. I ain't trying to be that big, bro. I want to be able to go to the mall. Oh, oh, I saw the... Oh, yeah. I saw the... So I, I look up interviews sometimes before, and I saw the one Van Giles. That was funny, because Giles come up here. Oh, yeah. Giles yeah. is classic on Twitter, bro. Oh, He's, Absolutely. Hot take Giles. That's my guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So have you started to notice Brockton kind of grow? It's dope. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've lived out there, bro. So, like, I've been out there from it's, like, I mean, I don't know if I was involved in, like, the, the beginning of any of it. Like, I just knew that when I moved to Brockton that I wanted to help people, right? Sound Labs is open now or no? It is, but it's in a different location. But, like, everybody doesn't work out of there the same way they used to. It used to be, like, a hotbed kind of, right? Yeah, bro. Everybody was there. Like, we, uh, me, Jess, and the folks over at the Sound Lab, we put together an event called um, Speak Your Truth, in which people used to come in, and they would perform a song, and then people would give their honest feedback from their peers and people that were on, on the panel. And then we also created this thing called, um, damn, It's a Secret. And it was a showcase where we, we basically unveiled the artist the day before. And people at the RSVP at the time. So, like, and, you know, it was really cool. I mean, I got my boy Kari from our Providence to come out for one show, and people were hyped for that. And, like, it was just cool, bro. We was growing. We had a bunch of people from Providence come out, build relationships. So, like, it's really cool to see, like, Luke. Like, Luke Barr is, like, he took a, a opportunity that he's seen at the Sound Lab, and he turned that into an opportunity in Providence. So, Shout like, out Luke. So, like, that, for me, that's way more gratifying than anything in the world because, like, all I can do is bring the people into the room. It's your job to make the relationship and grow it. So seeing people do that now from Brockton is crazy, bro. Like, there's there's a hot bed of talent there, and it's just going to keep growing. They're figuring it out really fast. Okay, I got one more question. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you want to talk about? Nah, I ain't really had nothing on my mind lately, bro. <laughs> don't so, lie to me, bro. Nah, what was what, what was I been thinking about? Mm, I don't know, bro. I got a project coming out very oh, soon. Oh yeah, G give me your your promo, your and pr in, plug. In, in the next two, in the next few months, maybe the next two, we gonna put out a visual for Track Phone very, 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 very. Who, very, who very shot soon. it? We're going um, to shoot it. No, nah, it's already shot. Um, Aiden Crowley and Wes Webb. I'm pretty sure I got y'all names right, but they run a, a production company called Legacy Content. Out of Mass? I want to say Mass on New Hampshire. They, they, I think they're based in New Hampshire, but they all live in L.A. now. Fire. So, like, they're all doing a bunch of different stuff. But uh, the video is really cool. I can't wait to put it out. And it's been good, bro. That's it. I got a lot of music I'm going to put out for the rest of the year. 
Like I got an EP and then some more music and then another EP and some more music. And then hopefully another Gary V look. I mean That'd be fire. I mean shit, let me let me get a Jay Z look. Whoa. <laughs> let me get that, bro. Like I, I don't I don't believe in limitations, man. Gary V is an amazing human being, but again, like I believe my music could really reach everybody. So that's really my look. I don't need Jay to approve me or anything, but like again, that's one of my idols. It would always be dope to get acknowledged by your idols. Okay, you're ready for the last question. Uh-huh. One, do you think this fan is gonna pick up in the mic? No. You don't? Dude, I'm I'm just gonna ask John to mix it, obviously, but Dude, just one gate on it. it would fucking... I know, but doesn't the gate usually like cut it? It makes that weird but if you technical terms with the attack and release, you can finagle it. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's just like yeah, yeah, that's because the gate is like hitting it's too high. Attack hits really fast and then it releases really fast too. So it just. Word. You just, yeah, hit. John's a genius, man. Come on. He got you. So listen, you there was this time in that interview where you said that you just like had a certain distaste for teachers. Mm. And bro, I feel you. Mm. You know, I surprisingly was one of the, based on grades, probably one of the worst marketing students. <laughs> It's just you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stupid, bro. I sold at the Middle East, sold 500 tickets, That's bro. Amazing, bro. But like, are you? Do you still feel that way about like formal education? Nah, I changed my perspective of it, and the reason why is uh, again, I went to I talked at my high school two weeks ago for career day. Where'd you go? New Mission High School. Whoa, in, no in, bullshit. Roxbury. When it was in Roxbury, it's in Hyde Park now. Yeah, they switched it around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I went to go talk there, and um, I didn't realize like like your impact like a teacher's impact on somebody right so like beyond the educational side of it right so like one of my teachers um she taught me a very valuable lesson in life she damn near failed me because i didn't want to do like this children's book about uh natural selection darwinism right so and you were just on some fuck school type attitude yeah i just i was like i was just like yo i gotta make a children's book if i could tell you exactly what it is right <laughs> I feel you, so bro. She, so she gave me the F on it. But what I learned from that specific moment is sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do to do the things that you want to do. So me figuring that out in high school, that's literally how I got to where I'm at now. It's like I literally have that mind state. And I was like, I might not want to do this. Like, I didn't want to do the Cheers commercial. Like, I want to focus on my music at the time. Like, I was working on my own project at the time. But I was like, you know what? I should focus on this so I can do some other things that I really want to do in the future because financially it allowed me to do that. So, like, her showing me that. You know, but that's just isn't that just all like hindsight? You know what I'm saying? Like nah, that's just life, bro. Yeah, but I learned that at that specific moment, like it wasn't even a hindsight moment. Like it was really like, wow, this really affected me now. Like, and I have to take these this skill and implement it to everything that I do now. And I, I always do that. So when I got back up there to talk about it, it's funny. First thing she mentioned to her students was that whole situation. I was dying. oh, she was still there. Yeah, she's still there. Oh, word. Okay, and you guys, are, you guys are straight. Mm-hmm. It was a. It's more of a sense of like you were talking about, like yo, teachers. They're trying to teach you, but they're some of the least financially sound people. And it's not. It's not even shitting because I understand my sister works with teachers, yeah. but it's like, shouldn't they be teaching like how to sell, how to personally sell, how to work so, a business deal, how to do taxes? So, firstly, United States got to get it together because teachers should get paid way more than what they get paid. That's absolutely ludicrous because these are these are the individuals that are morphing young minds. Exactly. And they're technically with with all respect, like they're technically your parent 
for a certain amount of time because you spend a, you spend a lot more time at school than you do with your own parents at times like and that's the craziest thing about it like your parents don't see you during your peak hours they see you once you're drained out after homework you eat dinner and then it's damn near time to go to bed so like in reality your teachers are really like your support system so like they should get paid way more, more than what they do and i firmly 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 believe that but again like i do think that teachers i think that I think that teachers should I think that education should be adjusted because there's a lot of things that people should learn. Like the internet is a super important thing, right? I didn't like, take there was no every kid that's leaving with a marketing degree should know how to edit a video. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Every kid that if you're going into marketing, you should know how to work Google, Google AdSense. You should know how to do uh, promos on Facebook, YouTube, any of Effective those Effective promos on Instagram. Exactly. You should know that should be part of the package. Right. So, like, I do think that those things should be taught today in other schools, like in, in high school, like in middle school, like because basically you can make these jobs now because companies need it. Like companies before didn't realize that they didn't. They, they're starting to realize now that they need social media, right? So who's going to run their social media for them when you're 45 years old and never use social media in your life? Dead ass. You have to go hire somebody to do that. So like, It's going to be a kid. 100% because they know what they're they already on it. They're on it every day. They're experimenting with every day, and then they're learning with it. So if you prepare them with the tools prior to that, instead of always thinking that the college education is where you fully develop your sense, everything will be easier. We'll have way more prepared people going out of high school and coming out of college if we did it that way in their defense also again no shade teachers because you guys are actually doing tough work 100 percent. in their defense especially marketing professors in college they probably are like fuck man i worked my whole life then the internet came shit yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah now i'm just not an expert in something i didn't grow up on yeah i i, I firmly believe that the the marketing geniuses are the ones that are within the music industry or or in certain parts like you you look at somebody like tiara wax rollout where she puts out a whole project of one minute songs and they land on all types of playlists and they all got their own individual videos on instagram like that's somebody's marketing genius and thinking of that like it's not the professors that got it locked in like it's them it's the practitioners yeah bro they're they're they're, those are the geniuses It's it's the it's the free thinkers man like free thinking and then it's traditional thinking there was a, I talked about it with someone else, but I read something where like little pumps rollout was they had like in-house meme creators. Absolutely. And it fucking boosted his career. Absolutely. That's wild, effective marketing. And mm-hmm. it's like having a really good pulse on the market. Mm-hmm. Like kids love this shit. Yeah, I mean, there's artists using like the meme accounts to just to run their music through with millions of subscribers on it, uh, millions of followers. There's people using like again like just traditional just gifts and stuff that to boost them or they make gifts of themselves or a certain moment. Like think about Hotline Bling. It was the most memeable video Amazing that, at song. the time, right? But the memes took it to the next roof, like to the next level. So like. It's just marketing, man. Everything comes down to marketing and how you put it together and how you roll it out and how people look at it. So, I mean, sheesh. Marketing teachers, they, they need to let some, some teenagers run that. Cause, or they need to cut the that check. Man, cut everybody that check because we all need it. Y'all getting paid way too much at these finances, these learn, high learning institutions. We need that bread. Pay us more, too, straight up. That's a fact. 
Except money doesn't matter for happiness. Nah, it never <laughs> has, bro. Money, man, <laughs> There's got, a lot going on, bro. Nah, truthfully, you'll, I mean, listen, pay me more so I can enjoy it more now, right? But once you pass, you can't do much with it, right, bro? Like, I'm not here to... You, you're here to enjoy your time, bro. Your time could be tomorrow, 30 years from now. But, like, the amount of money you spend over your lifetime is not going to... Or how much you made is not going to dictate your happiness. Would you have kids? Nah. That's what I was going to say. It's easy because we don't have kids, bro. I mean, I'm not even thinking about that, bro. Nor like, am my, I. My mind state is, like, I don't want to I don't want to bring anybody into the world yet unless I'm able to really help them. Or actually teach them, too, bro. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know enough to teach. And maybe I'll learn everything I need to learn from that child. But right now, I just don't feel like I'm prepared enough to teach. Yeah, and, like, you got to go catch some wins, bro, without having another mindset. You feel me? Yeah. I mean, yo, but some people, yo, having a child, bro, that kicks them into next gear, bro. And they be like on it i understand that, the that's limitations. a risk though you know i understand the limitations of like traveling and financials but like sometimes it takes people to the next level and they'd be like i gotta get it because it's somebody else dependent on me besides me fire hey listen so we gotta end the episode because you're gonna kick me out you're but one i got a gift for you over there oh word but hey it's free hey <laughs> free's good bro free's good as free Free is good as long as it's marketed. It's fire. It's it's beautiful garment. I seen I seen a few people with the green joints you had. A low low. You see the vest, right? See, I don't forget. A little marking, huh, man? I see, I a little see, smarter I than see, they I think. See, I, I, I was at somebody's studio. I seen a sweater sitting on the table. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa, you better pick that up and iron that. <laughs> he's, take, he's taking care of his business. Um. So this is how we start in the episode. Mm-hmm. You say hi. Yeah. Your name. Yeah. And this is my golden hour. Directly after no break, hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. Wait, you said, hi, my name is Latrell James, and this is my golden hour. And what was the second half? Hi, I'm Latrell James, and that was my golden hour. Oh, you're good. You want me to do those two? Yeah, but I'd put your sauce on it, bro. Nah, I'm really chill, bro. I don't do too much. Hey, before we start, because it's probably the clip I'll use, I think there's a lot that everybody can learn from this, because Latrell was extremely both introspective and transparent about how he's been able to totally be entrepreneurial as a musician in Boston. Yes, sir. You should definitely watch this. It's mad important. I'm talking, so you <laughs> <laughs> should definitely watch it. But nah, this is Latrell James here, and this is my golden hour. And this is Latrell James here. That was my golden hour. And, and I'm going to hit pause on this. I'm going to hit pause on that, and then we're going to go meet Big J. You're...